Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fallback Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. It's clobbering time. Oh, wow. <laughs> W-O-W. Y'all going all in, I see. I don't know we're going to have bits and skits coming into this. <laughs> Nobody said, yo, we're going to have bits and skits running into this, so get your bits and skits ready. I don't have a bits and skits ready. Yeah. You don't have to. All we have to have ready is uh, <laughs> Grapsity, because <clears throat> it's Saturday. It is September 10th, a-, a kind of a weird anniversary. I'll explain why shortly. But uh, it's a good anniversary. We were just talking about it. But I'm Will Washington. And also here is Philip Lindsay. Phil Lindsay here. 
Uh, by the way, uh, powered by Rope Mics. Uh, I know I say this. Uh, I, I say powered by Rope Mics um, every week now because we're, we're powered by Rope Mics. Um, but I have to give a shout out to my big bro for a sec because uh, before I had this mic, um, I remember Sean asked me if I wanted to do the post show for Double or Nothing three years ago. And I didn't happen to have ago, a mic. That was 2020, right? No, I think it was 2019. I think oh, was really? 2019. Okay. Um, the but, first one. Yeah. So I didn't have a mic at the time. And my big bro, I called him. I was like, man, I might have to run out and get a mic. Uh, and he was like, I got you. He came over and he dropped off a mic. And that's been the mic I've used ever since for Grapsity. So Let's shout go. out to my big bro. Yeah, um, shout out to your big bro. That's dope. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I was all prepared to come on this show, guys. And... <laughs> Have a moment and be happy because, uh, you know, Ooh. I was in the building for, you know, back-to-back championships. It felt Ooh, very good wait. for me for a minute. Uh, but, you know, sometimes in sports, these things are fleeting, man. Uh, I don't know. Well, Righteous Reg is also here. In the, wasn't building, in the building. Not in that building. In this building, it's your boy, Media Man, Righteous Reg, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Shout out to Road Mics for making us sound the sauciest you could ever sound. It's super lit around here. We are just so appreciative. That's really what it is, man. I had a mic. I don't know. So my mic broke. I took it to Bakersfield one day to something for the podcast, and I slammed it. And so things are rough out here. So I was using a performance mic, essentially to podcast and then road came through and bless the guys and everything's been great since so shout out to road and shout out to y'all it's been a crazy week i thought we were gonna be here same thing like phil celebrating phil um winning another championship and phil getting to see his second championship of the year being won with his own two eyes but then things took a little bit of a turn as they would say so you know, it hasn't been a busy week at all. It's been just like regular, normal week. We've all just been like, oh, yeah, everything's normal. No wrestling news is coming out every five minutes. Yeah, I, I will say, at least say this was, a, this was a very good weekend. It was a rewarding weekend for, in some ways. And yeah. I did get to see Shot towns own JDX win the Black Wrestlers Matter Championship. Let's go, baby. Uh, That's a big I was in the deal. Building for that. Uh, him and uh, Jossie killed it in the main event of that show. Mm-hmm. Great show all around. Uh, if you have not seen that show, by the way, you can still go to their big cartel and watch it for $10. You can't beat that. Great deal. Get that. Great deal. That's dope. You had fun? You were front row? Oh, yeah. I was I was, I was. was out here, man. I was Let's go, walking baby. around talking to people. Uh, shout out to Carly Bravo. Mixy voices cool in the homie. building, baby. Let's uh, go, baby. Also, always cool to see my guy win a match, man. I saw him uh, get that big W over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun night. Uh Really good, really good matches. Uh, just that shit. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's that shit. Hey, mm-hmm. don't forget, folks. Leave us a thumbs up right here on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you're not, that's okay. Because some people, a lot of people, I almost think statistically most people mm-hmm. are uh, listening to this without video. That's okay. Uh, however, you're listening to this, give us your feedback. But leave us a thumbs up. That helps us the most. Uh, we also love your super chats and your humper chats. Those really help support what we do here. Um, there's a lot of things that help support what we do here. 
including like that tradition of your phone going off at nine ten or yeah, whatever ten yeah, the, 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 every it's, it's, single yeah. time all 52 I, episodes that we're gonna be soon I, I, approaching. Look, the reason for that is because that's my alarm for when i wake up to wake up to do the show or that's my reminder to like do the show and for whatever reason my hand is in the habit of snoozing and not stopping it because mm. it's like you know sometimes i actually am in bed and all right i need to get up give me 15 more minutes so i'm in the habit of snoozing i should have snoozed that like 15 minutes or stopped it 15 minutes ago and I, I snoozed it but gotcha uh anyway super chats humper chats they really help support what we do here um also subscribe to fightful select fightful select it's only five dollars uh if you haven't gotten your five dollars worth this last uh month mm. i i don't know what to tell you i don't mm -hmm. feel like you would get a better deal in wrestling news than that plus your boys are on Fightful Select now. We are. Um, right now, it's about a bi-weekly thing. If it comes to a point where we got to start doing it weekly, we're going to start doing it weekly. Mm -hmm. And we got to invoice Fightful for it weekly. But I'm uh, not going to be mad about that at all. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course <laughs> uh, but, but at the moment, we are doing the bi-weekly Ask Grapsity. Um, I believe that would make this week the next one. Yeah. Uh, and so check us out there. We are there. We answer your questions. Um, about really anything mm -hmm. and this is a week where i feel like you'll probably want some stuff answered uh so definitely check out ask grapsity uh and that's a part of fightful select again just five dollars you get so much content for that five dollars and hey we hit eleven thousand subscribers this week um and holy crap like that's a lot what an increase that has been just this last year. I feel like so. yesterday he was like, we're about to hit 8,000. That was not that long ago. That was legit like two weeks ago, it feels like. Look, it's, it's I, been going crazy. I had posted at 10,000, I will show feet. And part of that was like, yeah. hey, 10,000 is, is so far off. Mm -hmm. You know, what are we doing here? And then like a week later, everybody's mm -hmm. like, hey, where are them feet, Will? Yeah. <laughs> and, Things uh, got a little bit of weird over there. Did you end up uh, popping yeah, out some little toesies? If, if you watch, uh, uh, not nah, toes. What are you talking about? Not nah, in the racial chat. I, no, I, I believe I said I will show feet. And if you watch the latest episode of uh, Day After Dynamite, I opened the show by showing everybody how tall I was. It's six feet, right? Oh, so, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I showed thank feet. God. Oh. <laughs> Yeesh. I was nervous that, that for was, a minute. That there. was what I said. Is that mm -hmm. I would show feet at ten thousand, and I showed feet. Let's go, baby. Toes. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Toes, right? I don't know, man. You know, they like some weird <laughs> shit around here. So, no, crazy. Though. Shout out to anybody if, if feature crazy out here. That's number one. You got to take a shot if you're taking shots today. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, crazy out here. That's the one, right? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the one for Reg, and it's here's the thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, and today I am drinking my, my Polar Seltzer. Hey, Polar, if you want to sponsor me, um that's that would be great because Damn, we're giving out sponsors uh weed I, who's the lead who's the sponsor guy of weed look Could because you honestly because me? i Thank drink you. this shit every day and you know what i will drink it with the logo facing the camera and be like straight up i will too send me some i'm thirsty <laughs> we all thirsty out here we hella thirsty especially this week everybody's thirsty it's one of the thirstiest weeks in a while around here Spe honestly speaking of thirsty by the way so we, I've been trying to go to as many events this year as possible. And mm -hmm. I had been planning on going to a concert last night um, pretty much all week and then decided not to uh, kind of last minute because my daughter wanted to go to the skating rink. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that means I have to chaperone that. So that's how I spent my Friday night was with a bunch of 
teens and preteens skating to the same songs that they were skating to when I went to that exact same skating rink when I was wow. a teenager. Like we walked in and who let the dogs out is playing. And oh I'm like, my god! I'm like, wait, what? wait, wait, wait. First off, have y'all not got any new songs? That is insane. There was a DJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I walked in and that's Bro. what was playing. And I turned to Veda and I was like, Veda. DJ was trash. I oh, was like, the most trash. <laughs> I was like, first off, Veda, this song came out when I was in, I believe, the seventh grade. She's in the sixth. So I'm like, literally, when you were, or when I was the exact age you are right now, this fucking song this was the music haunting they were playing. our lives for yeah. that long. Nah, and then, uh, I don't know. I mean, DJ was okay. Um, he was playing. He played some good stuff, but for the most part, like yeah, I said, when I walked like in, it. no, when I walked in, that was it. And I'm like, are you serious? That like, I literally flash back because like that place hasn't updated anything. You walk in, it's like them same arcades from when I was a teenager. I mean, and... I could come to appreciate it. Everything's been so upgraded and changed and shit. Yeah. Maybe you just want to go back in time to fucking 1999 sometimes. Yeah, but no. So I. Uh... I was supposed to go to a concert. It was, it would have been a fun experience. <laughs> just thinking about how my ears would be ringing this morning from all of the 30 and 40 something women screaming their heads off. Mm-hmm. But the concert was going to be Genuine Ooh. 112 and mm-hmm. Keith Sweat. Oh my <laughs> God. The Auntie Brigade was going to be in attendance, bro. I'm telling you. Yo. <laughs> it's about to be Liddy. It's gonna got to. I, I like the show on, too. I, I I had been planning on going like all week. They had been playing commercials. Uh, it mm-hmm. was the the throwback R and B. Genuine's little clips that any clip that comes out of Genuine performing is so hilarious too. <laughs> man, he is so funny. Wow, I boy! Almost, I almost went. I would almost have my ears ringing right now mm-hmm. from, like you said, the Auntie Brigade. They would have been out. And it would have been lit. <laughs> it's funny that those like that's the tours nowadays. Most of them are like tours like that. It's like somebody from like a certain time getting together. Like the hip hop tours are even like that too. It's like mm-hmm. the uh, Ice Cube. No, Ice T has one. The Art of Rap tour where he'll get like a bunch of people together that were hot in ni- 1998, like Nori and you know uh-huh. those that crew. It's really dope. I appreciate that. And then they do it on the pop side. You see like new kids on the block mm-hmm. on tour with whoever else was popular during that time. It's super dope, man. I love oh, that everybody's out there getting that money. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not over. Well, that's what I was telling my kids because they were like, uh, they said, so why do you want to go to this? I'm like, because honestly, that's my music. Keith yeah. Sweat 112 and, and Genuine, mm-hmm. that's my music. That is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, would have been fun, but I passed up on it to chaperone preteens and – it was a still time. got some music from that time, so it worked out. <laughs> Might have heard a genuine song while you was there. I don't know. Uh, nah, it was mostly Drake. Uh, that's oh, what yeah. was drowning the good for Drake. <laughs> I like it, man. He's the guy. He's, they're Drake, gonna play Drake. his music wherever you're at, bro. Show up. I Drake, Drake got to chill out with these hair, hair dudes, bro. The that's hair dudes are on, crazy. <laughs> that slick back thing he has now is what weird. <laughs> yeah, hella weird. Like I know you're like the the biggest rapper in the world, and you can get anything off. Okay, now that I think about it, yeah, you're the biggest rapper in the world. You can get anything off. Have fun out there, bro. You're rich. You got it all. You got twenty. And, and they were, and they were from can still back your girl with that hair. So 
Exactly. Chill out. No, <laughs> no they, and they were playing them from different eras too. They had people skate talking about passionate for miles of like mm-hmm. it didn't matter. It was all Drake. You used to call me on my cell phone. So he could like, just dominate a whole night <laughs> with his different eras. Dominate a whole night. Boy. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody just skating in circles and shit. It's all great. The bros um, getting paper. As long as you're moving clockwise, that's mm-hmm. how it goes. Do hey. they still have the turtle races? You get on the little uh you get on the seat and then you're behind them and you push them. <laughs> that's the uh, thing. They were doing what games did they do? They were doing like the limbo and um what was the other one they did? Uh uh this is a downtown where like as soon as they say downtown then everybody's gotta drop down and get low and mm. then <laughs> drop down and get your song. eagle on. I got see it. It's going crazy. <laughs> it's going crazy at the skate rink, it sound like. Yeah. Um and then of course it would be a night without some teens getting into a fight outside. Oh yeah, this come is on. How it goes. So yeah. Uh, Matthew yeah. Plus People in their fights, man. I don't know what's going on. Out here. It's crazy. Matthew Plus says money for Will popping me with the feet swerve on Dad. Swerve, I don't know what you're talking about. Swerve? I said feet? swerve I said, was there I was, too. I said Why I was it? gonna show feet, and I showed feet. So I don't know what anybody was talking about there. It is what it is, you guys. Come on. <laughs> Drew Nicholas says. Uh, thank you, Share Delaware, for saving FTR and Hangman. Reg, you should have been in that press scrum to make Punk cry again. Probably would have helped matters a little. I mean, he needed some kind of help, but I don't. There was nothing to get Punk to cry that night. He know he came with intentions, and it was to bury some people, and he went off with it. So yes, yeah. I'm gonna cherish uh, my moment though. Like out of all this, like that's what I thought about this week. I like, mean, I, I, I have my say... scrum moment with CM Punk. I don't know about the rest of y'all. I don't know what happens when I get up in there. Credit words due to Reg, though. CM Punk has done three scrums this year. Reg was at two of them, and only one went badly. You never I know mean, how that might have gone. Numbers are on the board, and if you check the numbers, my numbers say that it's lit when I'm there. No, maybe the opposite. It's not lit when I'm there because it was super lit when I wasn't there. So I, 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 I did know, appreciate. Uh, I don't remember which one of my followers was, but she was like, uh, yeah. Seemed like he was mad at everybody, but you and Will, man, he was cool with you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, when I gave my name, he's like, "What's up, Will?" He and was, like, he did calm down. Yeah, he, he put, he put like, some hey, sauce on that up, joint, bro. He was like, "What up, bro?" I was like, "Wait, yeah, what? What?" <laughs> yeah, I, well, here's the funny thing too is that I was like moments because like I've I've met Punk a couple of times, right? And mm-hmm. same thing Phil Lindsay has as well. Uh, and you know, I I saw maybe last time I saw him in person would have been. April? April, yeah. Uh, it was right after WrestleMania. And, um, you know, I was talking to him, and he's like, call, call me Phil. You know? And mm-hmm. so, like, I've had that in my head this whole time, right? And I'm like, after all of that, do I call him Phil? No, don't call him Phil. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, <laughs> like, don't do that. Um, but I will say, uh, going back to Drew's story really quick, because we got to tell some Chicago stories. Because, uh, I got into Chicago Saturday morning, and uh, it was it was fun. It was a hoot. Uh, <laughs> I got to. <sighs> you was on the grind yeah. when you got out there. Huh? You didn't. You just you started going for it as soon as you. I, I was. I was really busy. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. much, I, I was everywhere. I was driving wrestlers around. I was doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I I got around in mm-hmm. Chicago, and uh, I was with shared delaware when she uh she dropped that bottle off at ftr which 
uh, I think was kind of her viral moment a little bit. Uh, what was fun about, like, I took all them pictures, all those pictures the, with, with uh, Cash's facial expression when he saw it. I took those. I was really mm. proud of those. That's why I posted. I was like, I deserve a Pulitzer for those pictures because uh, I got the moment in there. Uh, and, yeah, so that was that was fun. And, yeah, it seemed like going into All Out, spirits were, like, really high. I feel mm. like there was a mode and mood in the air that was like, all right, there was bad times the last couple of weeks, but this is about to turn things around. This is going to be a fun pay-per-view. This is a great card. And I think everybody was expecting MJF to be back. If you weren't, shame on you. Like, come on, man. We, mm. we said it on this. The moment they announced the uh, that there would be a casino ladder match, they announced that on a rampage. The very next day, I got on here on Grapsity and said, oh, yeah, this is the MJF. You could see me on at, at minimum four shows throughout the week, and every time someone's like, what do you think about the Casino Battle Royale? I'm like, oh, MJF. He's definitely guaranteed going yeah, to be there. It's going to be MJF. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was easily Max. And and a big part of that was, that, like I said, uh, I said this on – I can't even remember what podcast I said it on because we did, like, 20 last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had said that, look, Tony's not stupid when it comes to uh, managing fan expectations. He knows when fans are expecting a certain thing, and he right. knows how to manage what fans are expecting. And so, like he would have steered he, us away if he knew if he if it wasn't going to be MJF. He, he would have gave have us the reason created, to not think that. Yeah, he wouldn't have created any scenario where a wrestler could be returning. That's mm-hmm. not like, or there's a mystery spot where it's not going to be MJF. Like he he knew. He knew mm-hmm. how to manage those expectations. It was the same thing with Kenny's return. It was the same thing with Punk's return to right. wrestling in general. Like he he knows how to manage those things and so uh the, there was like no doubt that it was MJF. Really, really good return by the way. Yeah, I yeah, like the people, way they did it. I like it. Great. I had people asking me in my seat like uh they're like, "Hey, Will Washington, who is it? Who is it going to be?" <laughs> I'm like just <laughs> just watch like, we're here now dude <laughs> we're here now we're here now why do you want spoilers uh yeah and it's the opening match like you you'll you'll see shortly and even still as i saw people uh in their seats were like what's that really mjf i don't know and i'm like did you see the way he got in the Come ring on, he dude. wiped his feet before he got in the ring mm-hmm. the 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 tan uh, that you could see on mm-hmm. his arms like that's that's max you guys that's max. yeah yeah no, uh, it was funny too i saw a tweet that was like uh all the men on twitter are like look at the way he's walking like you know that's mjf <laughs> and so all the ladies on twitter were like look at that ass that's obviously mjf <laughs> like it was basically- yeah i saw a lot of people doing that definitely definitely caked up like mjf I missed that part of Twitter. I don't know what I, was going I see on. That. I saw that. A few I, times. I, um, I follow enough ladies on Twitter <laughs> to know. Yeah, uh, man. I, I thought it was that. great. I thought involving Stokely's new uh, gang of uh, scoundrels was a good idea, uh, along with uh, new new look uh, Lee Moriarty. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I have some thoughts on that group. Well, I, 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 uh, yeah, I imagine you would because it, it contains ass boys. So, but I, I, I drew comparisons. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, Rich, but I drew comparisons because, uh, as I pointed out a few times, MJF is a student of CM Punk, and mm-hmm. so, as I pointed out on Twitter, I was like, "Hey, what do you do when all your friends are hanging out with the other guy that you don't like? Uh, you don't have the pinnacle anymore. I don't know. You just go and get something very similar to the Nexus. <laughs> Seems well, pretty smart I, to me." 
Huh. You know, mm, I, yeah. I I see it. <laughs> I really see it. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah. I, I, I've the the big criticism I've seen of it all was that um they were like, well, you know, MJF essentially came back to do really the same thing that he was doing before he left. And of course. and that he uh there was a big real life angle that they're essentially kind of not running with and they're making it just more of another professional wrestling angle. And this is where I turn to people and go, what so did you remember, expect? well, more than that, I hope now that the people who are like, the, everything was 100% of work, now kind of see that there are big chunks of it that weren't. And there's a reason why those pieces are not being included mm-hmm. in this now storyline because mm-hmm. they're not connecting those dots for a reason guys have you <laughs> have you not have you not realized the promo is not on any of the youtube channels right mm-hmm. well so they like don't the, show the promo... that promo anywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> so like the promo stuff a lot of that was like planned. there was a lot of stuff that was known there but mm. as far as uh double or nothing weekend is concerned they did mm-hmm. he wasn't just gonna no show a meet and greet they lost mm-hmm. money on that bro yeah they, they're not working to lose money that's the opposite <laughs> of what you do or work for yeah that um, doesn't make yeah. sense Speak, speaking of everything's a work boy some of these uh it's all the work people looked very stupid after the cm punk uh press conference by the way the, um, but i look I'll, I'll say this i actually get it i actually get it why uh essentially Everybody wants everything to be a work because yes, I, I, I get that that's the default when you get news that like, especially if you're like an AEW fan and you know that good news or you, you don't necessarily want bad news to hurt your promotion. I, I can mm-hmm. see that, right? Because I remember when, um, look, as far back as the death of Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. think about how many people, if you were online at the time, were like, Oh no, he's gonna show up and go. I lied. Yeah, and I'm like, I, uh, I know okay. that's what you want. Mm-hmm. I get it because, uh, or like maybe this Chris Benoit thing is work. Like that was immediate. That was immediate that was. Reaction. I had that thought myself. A bunch of people in the world had that because same thought that this is fake. He's gonna come back. That's how crazy this shit is. That's how crazy yeah, professional that, wrestling that's, is. That's the genuine reaction to a lot of things in pro wrestling, right? That mm-hmm. when you get bad news your expectation is to hope that it's just professional wrestling and they're fucking with me. It's like, no, this Um, is just a dream. This is just a dream. This is not real. No, this is very real. Please let it not be real. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's, that's an expected reaction to most things in pro wrestling because of the fact that, Hey, it's pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. This stuff isn't real. Uh, So, and look, I understand that, but I don't understand it when people are reporting the information for you and then you're going, ah, you stupid Mark podcast and dirt sheets getting worked by everybody. No, that's not what's happening. You're just an idiot. That's what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) And like, shouldn't we want to get worked? That's also the part that I don't get. Like the whole point is to get worked. Why are you mad? Why are you trying to use that as an insult? If you're and, getting work, that means things are working. Things are fine. That's how look, professional I, wrestling I, I, works. Things are working. Work. <laughs> Works. Work, 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 work. You know? So. And, and look, there's nothing wrong with the good work. There's nothing wrong with getting getting gotcha moments off. I just think it's funny when people that don't know anything, that are not in the know, are just like, ah, the people that are might be in the know. You guys are all stupid. You're just getting work. Mm-hmm. No, that's yeah. not what's happening, buddy. Mm-mm. That's not what's happening. Not at all. Uh, so I want to make sure that I'm getting to... Um, the Humper Chats as well, uh, mainly because there was one Humper Chat that was mentioned. 
um, at the top of the show that I apparently mm-hmm. missed from Day After Dynamite. And I am not going to miss that. Speaking of which, if you're not checking out Day After Dynamite, check it mm-hmm. out. YouTube.com slash Fightful. It's on every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. It's, it's very newsworthy. You better tune in to get you some AEW news. Washington always got it on lock. And he always has a super fun guest. So, yeah. It's a good yeah, show. I know. This week I had John Alba on. Um, and it was helpful to have John Alba on because of the fact that uh, in the uh, scrum, which also John and I talked about, we got to stop calling them scrums um, mm-hmm. because they're really press conferences now. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're not really scrums anymore. Uh, but in the media scrum, I sat next to, I had, to my right was Phil Lindsay, and to my left was John Alba. Mm-hmm. And so that was the three of us kind of sitting together, watching all of this unfold, getting texts about, oh shit, things are going down. Um, <laughs> I had just turned my phone to Phil uh, as, I think, the, what did I show you? I, I know I it said something along the lines of, um, things got physical, right? Because like that was, I don't know. Uh, I, I remember you turned your phone and it just did. I just saw the text that simply said they're fighting. I was like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, so this is important to know all of that, that was going down behind the scenes during the scrum. We all sitting in our seats kind of knew about, um, because everybody's getting texts from various people that we all know that was like, uh, shit's happening. And, um, I'm texting Sean, trying to make sure he's got details. But Sean is literally live on youtubecom slash fightful on the mm-hmm. uh, on the post show, reviewing all out and trying to to work through things that are happening. And it's just it it was a time. Uh, Thank you guys for giving me a video that I had to mute almost immediately. My eight second little security running out of the scrum i was watching the graph city the stream you guys had up and so i saw that part i saw that happen when the show was going live and i was like (laughs) that's kind of weird but you know it could be anything any reason in the world why this guy's running out of there there could be anything going on but then it was super weird but then denise said something about it on twitter and i was like okay that wasn't that was it. Wasn't weird that that guy ran out of there like that. That's actually something. I mean, going it on. is interesting that I wasn't happy initially with my camera angle, and I was wishing that I had more of a straight shot. But it's mm-hmm. the thing about those scrums is that the seats are like kind of first come first serve. So if you don't get a good seat, your camera angle is stuck at whatever seat you got. And right. so me and Phil and and John are off to the right, and so my angle I couldn't get like a straight on angle. And so my shot has the door in the background, which initially I was like, uh, I hate this shot. But mm-hmm. the fact that my footage has the uh, has the security stuff happening in the background actually ended up making it um, kind of newsworthy footage. Yep. So uh, it was talking about me on all kind of little wrestling observers like righteous Reg posted this cool video. He's so cool. I'm like, yeah, I am cool. You guys. Thank you. Dave Meltzer. That's <laughs> yeah. definitely posting this. There's not another person that's running their website. This is Dave Meltzer in his room filled with newspapers <laughs> and shit posting about righteous. Reg. Shout out to Dave Meltzer. Man. Yeah, Dave, Dave was in the room too. Uh, <laughs> that's so the fun, that's another thing that I want to bring up when they're like, they're like these wrestling journalists are this and they're, they're lame. And they're these people, Dave Meltzer, number one, the dude that started all this he was in there so like mm-hmm. when 
look listen to the questions that he asked because he's on some kayfabe shit oh, too because Jesus he's been Christ. around the world i yeah yeah and oh, i can't oh. find my baby okay i, I do want to address right. this because uh i got shit for my question right. i get it and i i know why i did but uh and i said this on day of telling you but don't i'm gonna look at this stuff bro i know but i am to gonna you. reiterate on uh well look okay because i'm not even gonna touch like Disco Inferno saying his shit about all of that because at Listen. first I was like, well, because at first I was like, should Ooh. I like, res- tomato, like, should tomato, I be mad tomato. about this? And then I, and then I was like, I was no, talking to my wife. Be mad about she that, goes, because his opinions don't mean anything. His opinions well, uh, so, less than nothing, bro. Why are we? Why are well, so, we paying attention to Disco? Fuck out of here. Well, so he because I got name dropped on K100, and my wife was like, because I was like, should I be mad about that? And she goes. Don't you like on the regular do an impersonation of Disco Inferno yeah. on Grapsity? That was like mm-hmm. I, I've heard it. Yeah, I guess I do. I guess mm-hmm. I talk a lot of shit about Disco Inferno. I guess what it turned about is fair play on that one, right? Yeah, he can get his shots off, uh, but, but but I, I uh, doubt I'll that he s- listens to our podcast and knew that. I think yeah, that he no, was he just saying that. that based yeah, off no, of a I, question that he didn't like. Right. Yeah. So uh, my question, uh, my defense for my question was this. I get it. The, there was a lot of people who came at me who were like, look, for all the stuff CM Punk said, for you to bring it back to the match he had with John Moxley and ending John Moxley streak, felt mm-hmm. um, Bush League. And I thought, or Markish, whatever. I was like, look, Mandy, who uh, she's the, the PR person for AEW, um, looked up and said, okay, one last question. And my brain went to, Man, ain't nobody asked about the literal match he just had. And mm. so um, I thought if we got one last question, um, I kind of want to know yes. about the match he just had. Because, yeah, obviously there's a lot we could take it to with with Colt Cabana. There's a lot we could take it to with this stuff about Hangman and stuff with the Elite, all of that. But, like, man, I flew out here to cover All Out. And uh, in that moment, and maybe... If you gave me five more minutes to think about it, I might have changed course. But in that moment, with one last question, I'm like, okay, I'm the stat guy. One of the stats that's like standing out in my brain right now is that John Moxley hasn't been pinned since Double or Nothing. And then Tony Khan then reminds me, hey, John Moxley ain't been clean, pinned clean at all in AEW. That was his first clean pin. So I'm like, I, I, okay. I would say that the best thing about that exchange was. Punk turning to Tony and going, is that right? And Tony reassuring him that my guy is right because he knows my guy is always right. Let's go, baby. Now, that's what watch yeah. him. He's going to know. It's not going to be wrong. It's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I know John Box's career pretty well. And I do that. Yeah, he hadn't been pinned since Double or Nothing uh, 2021 against the Young Bucks. And he definitely hadn't been. Uh, and because he, he had taken a loss to Lance Archer. That was the that. Texas death match, but that was last man standing rules. So he wasn't pinned in that match. Uh, but for the most part, like John Moxley has got gotten away. This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. NAW not being really like cleanly pinned. That was the mm-hmm. first that CM Punk hit him with those two go to sleeps and pinned him. That mm-hmm. hadn't happened. And mm-hmm. so for me, I was like, uh, just thinking that. about, yeah, I was just thinking about how that, yeah, that's kind of a, a, a monumental thing that this is the first time that the, the face of AEW really and John Moxley been pinned. Sorry. I wouldn't know about that. And so Who I, I asked, yeah. And so I, I asked, and man. yeah, I got shit about that on Twitter and uh, and whatever. But then I had some people in the other direction who were like, um, nobody asking about the event except well Washington. And I'm like, okay, so clearly you can't please anybody. Him, right? um, yeah, and so um, that's exactly. I was this week. I had a little bit of a conversations on Twitter about that. I'm like, having been in there. We know what the expectations are of being in these press conferences. There's a difference between what you think these press conferences should be and what they are. Like you think they should be some hard hitting fucking hard copy. We're going for it. But Tony Khan is not like we've been in scrums where he's like, no, what what about MJF? Nope. We're not talking about that. Move on. And it's always like that. If you ask a question, you're like, well, what about uh, the spaghetti you guys had last week? He's like, I'm trying to talk about the event we just had. Like, I want to get into the specifics of what happened on this event. We could talk about the business of this event. It's always this event. So when people are on there trying to burn these agendas or something, this, I, it's not really for that. Well, like, CM Punk a, is well, out there. So why are you asking about other things? I understand, like, in this situation, things were a little bit different. But for the most part, these things are what they are. Well, yeah, and so uh, this one was different in the sense that Punk laid the groundwork for this one, right? Yeah. That the reason this one went completely off the rails and lost sight of being about the event was that Punk sat down and immediately Didn't prepared, make it about grabbed, the event. <laughs> gra- grabbed his seltzer water and <laughs> popped the shit open and uh he came prepared with this. The story now is that he had told people weeks ago that the, he, that, you know, this press conference was going to be newsworthy. And 
you could tell he came in knowing what he was about to ask about. Um, that he said, who fancies them, who here fancies themselves a journalist. You knew he was waiting on Nick Hausman specifically to go, I fancy myself a journalist. So then he could take it to Nick Hausman and go, well, because he knew Nick Hausman did improv at one point with Colt Cabana, and he was hoping for a kind of a gotcha moment of, well, so you're friends with Colt Cabana and all of that. So, you know, he had all of that prepared. And then Nick Hausman kind of gave him a little bit of a curveball when he's like, well, I don't see eye to eye with Colt anymore. And he goes, well, that makes two of us. And then he said, oh, and you blew my spot on that one. So thanks, Nick. But the point still stands that uh, you guys who fancy yourselves wrestling journalists should disclose who your friends are. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, okay, uh, Sam Punk. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Straight away, I think that it's funny that the thing that I I take away from this scrum and certain things that we just talked about is uh, you don't owe a lot of people on the internet an explanation. You don't mm-hmm. owe them a defense. You don't owe a lot of these people nothing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get on and they say shit and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's what I just said about people going, oh, it's at work. Sometimes you just don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We don't owe you an explanation. I, I, that's why. That's why I let Sid let you cook. I'm not about to explain why I asked the question. I'm not explaining nothing. I don't owe you guys an explanation. I don't I don't have to defend myself because people don't understand what it's like to go on a scrum and ask these questions. Hey, if you want to get on online and say these guys are shills or these guys are Mark Podcasts or whatever the fuck you want to do, have a blast. You will not get me to waste my time defending myself with you. There you go. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, so the uh, – there's a few things I, I want to get into, but let me get caught up on Super Chats and Humber Chats because you guys all sent them in. We got a lot sent in, and I want to make sure that we get to everybody because um, Jay Blood says, I know we could could have had Punk Omega in a football stadium, but I'm really hyped for Omega in theory going 60 mi- minutes. Leave out of here, Jay Blood. Ne- will you never are nasty. Will <laughs> never I, I, look, I, I mean, um, I know there's questions about the elite in AEW's future. I think Kenny has kind of, uh, I mean, unless they back a truck up to him, um, mm-hmm. and even still, he's always expressed that it's really not about the money to him. Um, I think if he leaves AEW, he goes back to New Japan. Yeah. Um, now, a New Japan uh, dude d- gives zero fucks that they had a fight back there. They're like, Kenny, I'll make it come through, bro. We don't care about nothing that happened. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, the uh, RH says, shout out to Grapsity for being the best podcast out here. That's the super chat. Reg, Phil, and Cal California make my Saturdays <laughs> at work fly by. Thank you. Yes, appreciate you. we appreciate um, that. And Matt says, please don't besmirch the Baja men. The Matt, Yellow... leave out of here. That's disgusting. Who let I mean, the look, dogs out? Who? I mean, look, here's the thing. By, by the time I was in the seventh grade when that song came out, I was already like way past over like poppy type music. So that. I thought it was lame back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so And it was attached uh, to like anytime you turn a movie on, it, that song's yeah. gonna be it's like, yo, I can't, man. I don't want to hear who let the dogs out anymore. And it still yeah. happens. They're still mm-hmm. bumping that. You still see a trailer and it'll be like, Who left you're like, why is they what's going on here, dude? Why do I have to hear the Baja man in twenty twenty two? They should be uh, on the fucking magics. county fair circuit at this point. <laughs> Leave me alone. 
says Sasha and Naomi taking over the world at New York Fashion Week. Papa H going to have to open the Brinks truck. Shout out to Seamus getting that crowd pop last night. Shout out to Seamus in general. We'll talk about uh, a little bit from uh, Clash of the Castle here in, in a bit because there's stuff to talk about there. Deontay says, man, uh, this whole uh been chaotic lol but we made it 60 hours overtime work my spotify decided to play all mariah carey has to be will's fault all love well i mean look man hey. uh, i will say that you're not uh losing uh by that happening so fact uh orion ben says stokely on the ladders top five moment of the week agreed uh, meet normus says what's good fellas those of y'all that decided to drop that five dollars for select Get to see Paywall Phil pop off like Chicago Phil post match. Uh, hey, pay- <laughs> hey, uh, oh man, I, I feel like people have to stop encouraging me, man. Yeah, really do have to stop encouraging me, man. No, you don't. No, five dollars, fight yep. for select, come join us. You get to see Paywall Phil. Paywall Phil gonna go crazy paywall this week. Phil. Let's just and say look, that. Stop I mean, encouraging me. And 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 paywall will doesn't bite his tongue much either. Not as I no. mean I'm not as bad as as paywall Phil here, but no paywall Phil be uh, going ham. Nah, but ask Grapsity is is something else, and it's fun. It's fun mm-hmm. more than anything it's else. So fun. It's fun. Look, you get to see like Power Ranger discoveries and shit. Uh, it's great. Um, I'm a geeking hoe, Says uh, Punk and Kenny okay. Omega had deep dish uh, pizza made peace. I don't think right. that's what happened, but it sounds it sounds good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like to think that this this was like the the end of uh, Avengers, and they all when they had peace and they talked this out. Uh, I don't think that's what happened though. No. Uh, yeah. Van Twinblade says Mr. Brooks wasn't out of pocket; he is out of his mind. Um, um I will say this about about that. Uh, I don't like people making the guy out to be irrational or or crazy in a sense because i i do think that he had valid reasons to be upset Mm -hmm. um i just think that he handled it very very poorly it was Uh, just a little bit hypocritical for this to kind of be based off of going into business for yourself and then going into business for himself is it though is it though oh are are we ready to get into it no (laughs) No, we got some more uh we got a whole lot more more. hold up Cool your jets, Mr. Lindsay. <laughs> nah, man, because all right, well, <laughs> all right. Uh, um, and because we got a question from, give me just a second. I'm trying to get because it's two parts. I want to make sure that I just said that he. Never mind. Hold <laughs> on. We'll we'll get to this in a sec. We're getting but to Laws, it. Laws says, Morning Grab City fellas. My most anticipated match at All Out was Starks versus Hobbs. And while I'm happy to see Reg's big homie get a dominant win, speaking of which, I took a picture with Hobbs this weekend. Uh, we caught up a little bit, and I never posted it. Um, I'm worried about where this leaves Starks after what was a squash. Do you think Starks' push is now over? No. Um, I didn't think it was and... a squash either. Squash. Uh, now, we did... A kind of report. Um, I guess we reported it uh, that the match ran under that it it went light, uh, as the official wrestling term is. Um, that they had more allotted time that they did not take. Uh, why that was, I still don't know, but that is the fact of that match. I learned that almost immediately after the match was over. Um, that the match went light. Uh, I think I messaged both of you immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. about it but we knew that the match went light the uh 
the Hobbs the went into there, business though. first. If I'm breaking news right now, he wasn't supposed to win. This was all <laughs> nah, he just off spine the script. Yeah, he just spine busted him one, two, three, ran out of there like the Montreal screw job. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so I said that. You know, when you look at Starks' entrance there and his crowd reaction, how hot he was, I felt like him winning that match. I personally felt like it would have been a mistake. I think that Hobbs needed. I said it last week on the podcast, and, you know, he, Hobbs needed to win more, I thought. I need so. Hobbs, Hobbs needed to win more. I would have yeah. liked to have seen it go longer and a little more competitive, but the fact that I feel like. People That's not what expecting. Hobbs do. He's a fucking monster, dude. He the, ends this match, Spinebuster, and I'm out of here. I'm not about to be out here having five star classics for y'all. Nah. Well, I mean, no, nah, I, but, I mean, they don't say Wardlow matches should be longer. No, no they so say I, fucking I, destruction. So Let's go. It's out of here. I, I like that Hobbs got the victory in, in a dominant fashion. Um, the only thing I would have liked is for the match to have gone longer, and it sounds like it was supposed to. Um, but as far as Hobbs getting the victory, no, I feel like. Um, with Starks having as much behind him as he already does, Hobbs to me was the guy who needed to get something out of this match. And so, uh, the fact that he got the victory to me felt like the right call. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that sets him up to do like, even if Ricky ultimately wins the feud, because it sounds like the feud's not over also. Yeah. Even if Ricky ultimately wins the feud. Now, the fact that Ricky has now, now that we've shown that it's going to take a little bit more than just a wrestling match to beat Hobbs, I think makes Hobbs look bigger, badder, and stronger. Like now if we ultimately yep. add a stipulation to it and it becomes a a match where, you know, we, we have a bunch of weapon involvement, whatever, some kind of stipulation where Ricky has to go above and beyond to beat Hobbs. I think the last that man standing Hobbs. type deal. Yeah, you had to keep yeah, him down. That ultimately, makes, that ultimately yeah, I, makes Hobbs look better than – just simply having the match with Ricky and like if he would have just lost clean right there to Ricky Starks, like what that doesn't like, you know, there has to be some kind of my guy's a fucking monster, dude. He needs to, he's not going to just be getting beat clean out here. There has to be something on it because like I said, he's been to the dance a few times and every time he hasn't got the victory, he needed a victory to be like, I talk all this shit and not get back it up. And so he backed it up against Ricky Starks, but Ricky Starks is by no means, out of this his push isn't over quote unquote this is this is part of the story this is how the story goes yeah I think oh, we got it. <laughs> this is what? how okay, the story so, goes but i, I, it I think like we got has i think we got to uh, get out of this somebody loses so yeah oh man they're in trouble somebody mm-hmm. could take a loss and come back from a loss a loss does not bury somebody man Mm-mm. um and for ricky he got over by being a talker that's what he does yep. he's going to be able to cut promos and heat himself up again the way you get Hobbs over is give him decisive wins. So this is mm-hmm. good for both of them. It doesn't hurt either one of them. Boom. Just like MJF. Yeah. People thought that MJF was in the mud. I'm like, let MJF talk, and he's right back. It's, like, not hard at all. No. Uh, let's see. We got the uh, – got another one. This one's from BLKFNX Brand. That might be Black FNX Brand. Maybe block. I don't know. Um, I always assume BLK is going to be black. So just yes. <laughs> Same here. Uh, yeah. So he says, after all out Sunday night, I decided to order some pancakes at 2 a.m. Just so happened to see uh, a couple of familiar Grab City guys there. LOL. Didn't want to be that weird fan, though, at 2 a.m., especially after Punk <laughs> dropped the gripe bomb. Oh, that would have been me and Phil at IHOP. 
um getting paid and what did what did you get phil you got uh like an omelet because i had like i had leftovers in my hotel so i was like not trying to eat too much i think <laughs> we'll watch this so in a I, such I, a dad i'm telling you dad for so dynamite <laughs> i'm trying so to get your brand over to... too bro come on <laughs> yeah i i uh i didn't order much but yes me and phil you could have come say what's up though like for real um you absolutely could have said what's up yeah uh we, we wouldn't we wouldn't have jumped on you um i i know that nah. i know that there's a reputation about chicago phils and i know there <laughs> there's there's reputations going around but i wouldn't have jumped on you nah i, I wouldn't have either. i'm sure As you guys fact, are wore out by that moment too like you didn't even have the energy to try to blow up at somebody at that point fucking 2 a.m after all that, nah, that went I, I wouldn't have, i wouldn't have blown up at anybody as a matter of fact anyways yeah shout out right. to everybody who did come say what's up at uh uh at gcw uh the night before that was a great time oh how was the gcw uh, show tell me a little bit about it you saw the war games match yeah it's all the war games match um look i know it gets said a lot about <laughs> shows at this venue but it can't be stressed enough how hot that uh hoffman estates venue is um like, I've never been there, but gotta, it does not look comfortable at all. It, yeah. There's no AC. Yeesh. So when you've got even 500 people in the building, let alone mm -hmm. what these shows seem to draw, which is a pretty good crowd. They're uh, loaded. I would say there's at least a thousand there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so hot. <laughs> and, um, luckily, I, most part, I, I, you know, Denise was ring announcing those shows. So uh, I have the spot Denise, and she's like sitting over near a fan, and there's a seat next to her. I'm like, yes, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just commandeer this real quick as soon as I got there, um, and and share asking to step outside every couple of minutes. Uh, I got to see a lot of people I, I typically want to see on these trips. Only person I didn't get to see, shame on you, or I guess shame on me, because she did text me, but Smiley, I did not get to see Gracie. at. I'm not putting the govy out there. That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tracy. That's my friend. Yeah, same. Well, she's been texting me, and uh, and she was like, are you going to the GCW show? I said, yeah. She's like, uh, I'm not trying to be in there. It's hot. And like she that's kind of – I mean, last year um, for – I that's the reason I didn't go to Effie's this year was just because I – well, one, it was a really late night. I don't think we ended up – like all of us we all ended up going out and i got to see sp3 i got to see a lot of folks we were out till um probably three o'clock in the morning the mixie boys and the building <laughs> let's go baby so yeah we we had a good time it was all just uh, i will say throughout the weekend the spirit of the evening was great mm -hmm. you know i felt like um because the, the the one thing I also want to talk about, I guess we'll talk about that next, uh, was the Swerve in Our Glory versus Acclaimed match, and how mm -hmm. uh, and how much of that I was really looking forward to because um, I knew how much they were all looking forward to it, and uh, we'll get to that in a second because it's one of the topics on the list. Uh, so you can see it; it's it's in the title of the show. Uh, so you know we're gonna get there. Yeah, we have another one. This one is from Jennifer. 
always generous Jennifer. She says, happy Saturday, gents. Just sending vibes of love and light after a massively insane week of weird. Keep smashing it. Appreciate that, Jennifer. Uh, Let's see. Van Twinblade uh, giving us the card update says, Jake something and Ethan Price versus Grindhouse, uh, which is Anakin Murphy and Davey Vega. Uh, Let's see. Anakin Buck 20 soaking wet ass is going to need to change his name from Death Wish to Law Dart. Yeah, Law Dart after Jake yeets his ass all the way to Blueberry Hill on the other side of the loop. Got to get Jake something in contract. I don't know why he's still out there not having a contract. It's crazy. I think I'm surprised that WWE hasn't had interest the way that things have changed recently that they don't have interest in Jake something. They might have interest in Jake something. They should have interest in Jake something is what I'm saying. I think he'd do pretty well over there. Uh, And then I wouldn't have to see stupid ass Madcap Moss because it's like we got this great looking guy over here that could do all this really cooler shit than Madcap Moss. Send Madcap Moss to catering. He's been in catering since Triple H has been back. So shout out to Triple H. No, he he was just in that match last week, wasn't he? Was he? I don't know. Um, I, I think the guy that a lot more people are worried about now is Omos. Now that Ooh, <laughs> gone with the win, and if you get a main event match, like when you can't get a main event match, it's hard out here for a pen. I've been seeing Please people believe. bringing that up that they're like, "Hey, he signed Braun. He ain't even thinking about Omos no more." Yeah, nah. Damn, Omos had it for a little bit too. Yeah, he had a big that, WrestleMania. He beat hey, Lashley man. at WrestleMania, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Damn, he had Lashley at WrestleMania. Ooh. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, hey, Braun looks great, by the way. None of this stuff is hitting. Yes, tag nah. stuff, trash. Mm-hmm. That stuff that yesterday, such a didn't care idea. about it. Yeah. I, I haven't cared about any of this stuff. Hey, I, I'm glad that the fans are liking it. He's getting the pops. Mm-hmm. Haven't cared about any of it. Squashing I mean, like, on the look, tag teams thought, was awful, waffle. Yeah, no, this is what I said about it. I was, I liked Braun. We talked about Braun's whole career last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as... Were there, I wouldn't have done that to a tag match that had implications. Uh, yes. Because, you know, it was supposed to crown the next contender for the Usos. And then you basically said, don't matter. Bron- and now granted, Bron- you know, can the, beat them all up. there's a little bit of protection here over the fact that uh, it was a match that had already been going. So all the guys were exhausted. And the guys that they clearly care about in Kofi and uh montez and xavier like all got out of dodge and pretty much the guys who got destroyed were were uh angelo dawkins and the uh pretty everybody else Mm -hmm. in the match my thing is i feel like doesn't raw have other expendable people like the way i tweeted about it i was like look we ain't seen the 24 7 brigade in a while like, I would have had them out there doing some shenanigans for maybe, like, 90 seconds. And then, Braun hits, and he just comes out and just slaughters all of them. And then, like... Got new theme music, too, by the and way. And then grabs the belt and just, like, swallows it. Bro, um, I would have used... I would have just sent almost out there and then had them face off and then just punch each other and then have security break them up. That would have been I'm, way cooler. I but, mean, people but, wanted to see, like, Braun do all the spots. I was worried, though. When he got out the ring and he went like that, I was like, nah, they're going to play uh, the train set, sound. It's happening. <laughs> Train sounds yeah. that MP3 about to ring they, off in this bitch. I thought they were about to hit the choo-choo on us, Man. and they didn't. And I, I felt much better knowing that they didn't. Um, 
They're like, so. let's introduce all these new guys that are not going to beat Roman. This guy's not going to beat Roman. This guy's not going to beat Roman. This guy's not going to beat Roman either. So, yeah, we're I not mean, excited about it. It's either. weird because Roman's reign has been going on so long. Braun's another one that, like, <laughs> he already beat him. He, he already beat in this reign. Uh, so, <laughs> another one of those. Like, I twice beat he, everybody. Who's next? A, another person you beat is right there. So, yeah. So. Mm. I mean, at this stage now, it's Cody. It, there's nobody else. Like, you just have to wait. Let Cody Rhodes be the one. It might have to co- be your boy Gunther at this rate, man. He's out there cooking with fire, man. I don't know. I wouldn't be mad he at is, it. But honestly, I think, like, you don't have Cody Rhodes come in at WrestleMania with that big moment. The next night on Raw, declare that the reason he's back in WWE is for the WWE Championship mm-hmm. and then lose. When yeah. it comes time to challenge for it, you can't do that. You have to have him win. Mm-hmm. Um, or just have Roman keep it till 2030. Uh, just like... have it. It's yours, Roman. <laughs> Who cares? We don't care anymore. It's your title. Do whatever you want with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Eloquent says, um, peace, fellas. Hope y'all well. WSG finally got his AEW moment. Uh, and he did DR Birds, too. Um, the AEW healing can now begin. He did. Look, we have to finally uh, not let... the not the Kanye quote. Yuck! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Eloquent. Like, first um, off, you know what uh, my moment right. of the week was. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting till we get the time to uh, really lay it out there. Yeah, I don't we'll, care about we'll this really press conference shit. I don't care about nothing that happened. I only care not... about one thing that happened on in this. All week. right, two, two more, and then uh, we will get back to it. D'Lo says not wrestling related but saw that winnie the pooh horror movie trailer i don't know how i feel about it yeah what is that i saw that shit too that was weird it's just funny so basically Mm. it's uh as you know copyright law right copyrights all become public domain 75 Mm -hmm. years after the death of uh the creator Mm -hmm. and so the Disney has gotten that law changed a lot because that law only exists at 75 years because Disney kept lobbying Congress to get it changed and get the law can kick down the road, mainly because they don't want to lose the rights to Mickey Mouse. That's ultimately mm-hmm. what it's always been about. And so uh, it's the, the Mickey Mouse we, rule, the, the further we get from Walt Disney's death, the more they're like, no, 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 we, we need 100 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and but now uh congress kind of fighting back saying no this is it 75 years you don't get nothing else and so the first thing that's that's had major implications as far as like modern media is concerned is that winnie the pooh is now public domain anybody can make winnie the pooh anything and what that resulted in was some indie filmmakers in europe deciding all right, we're going to make a Winnie the Pooh horror film. They shot the thing in like five days. But <laughs> uh, they just wanted to they just wanted to explore the absurdity of the fact that Winnie the Pooh is now public domain and literally anybody can make one. Um, gotcha. Now, that said, we've grown up in a world of, of things being public domain, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, the fact that anybody can make Shakespeare content is... Mm-hmm. It's all out there. Anybody can do that. Anybody can make um, their own Dracula, right? Like, that's not something that belongs to anybody. And so 
Disney is not above any of that stuff. If you mm-hmm. if uh, they they shouldn't be above it. They shouldn't be above content being available to the world. Like I can't believe I'm not gonna get. To, I mean, I can't believe it because duh, I'm 35 years old. But there is a generation that's gonna come, probably three generations after us, that's gonna live to see a world in which Stan Lee's creations belong to the public. Right. That's gonna be fucking Ooh. crazy. That fan base is not gonna be happy about people running (laughs) with their own shit. We ain't gonna live to see that. Yeah, no, we're not gonna see it, but them robots in the future are gonna be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Beep work, beep work. This is bullshit. (laughs) You know what this is leading to. Come on. Like you joke about that, but I mean that's Twitter now anyway. It's all bots. but the uh i mean there's one bot that like responds to me like every morning at least i think it's a bot either that or it's like a dude who just responds to me at the same time every day and just nah, cherry picks comments not the grand tweets. rising king like why is he hitting you every morning i don't know uh let's see anwar the green power ranger said peace and love to everybody in the grap city multiverse what is your nba mount rushmore you can make it a starting five um I mean, Jordan. It's cliche as uh, hell. Yeah. <laughs> For me. Walton. Let's see. Jordan, Walton. Um, ooh, do I put Bird in there? I don't know. Mine's is going to be Jordan, Shaq, Curry, LeBron, and Kobe. See, I, I guess I'll, I'll put Larry in there as well. And then uh, Kobe. And this is a bad starting five, by the way, because I don't even have every position covered. That would have route much for it. This is just like four people, though, isn't it? No, I, I know, right? Well, he said you can make it a starting five, but I'm like, I don't have position. I don't have every position covered to mm. make it a great starting five. Uh, Mine's are Jordan, Shaq, LeBron, and uh, who did I say? God, you know, yeah, those are people. I said it already. Yeah, basketball. Uh, uh, Jordan Iverson, uh, uh, Curry. I don't know. Uh, throw center in there, Elijah one. Mm-hmm. Um. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Who would be my fifth? Honestly, I got to do Curry just for mm-hmm. um. Just give me points, man. <laughs> but that's... You would never see Reggie Miller on anything related to nothing I talk about back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a Chicago, not a Chicago field. No, Come on, sorry. man. You know what's going on here? Never. <laughs> Reggie Mill? It's like asking me to put Isaiah Thomas on there. Ever. Never. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, did I say Walton? I meant Russell. What yeah, am I said talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I meant Russell. Duh. I thought you just were like a big Bill Walton fan. Yeah, I was no, like, yeah, I was like, no. sorry, I got my bills. Sorry. So when somebody said it in the chat, they're like, Bill Walton. I'm like, sorry, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew what I said out loud. I didn't even get the race right. That's uh, <laughs> just motherfucker's name, Bill. Um, so <laughs> just motherfucker's name, Bill. It's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, okay, so 
the uh, the only other thing I wanted to discuss now. Let's make sure I'm at the uh, the last time we got a super chat. So that way I'm just kind of locked in on it. Okay, cool. Locked in on the last super chat. So mm-hmm. uh, just kind of wrapping thoughts on the punk elite fight. Uh, we've heard a lot coming out of this. I've talked to a lot of talent as far as all of this is concerned. I've just been trying to get thoughts and kind of where people are in the locker room. We've heard, uh, we've reported Fightful Select. Sean has had some great reports on that. Sean has gotten the elite side of the story. He's gotten um, the punk side of the story. They don't line up at all. So Mm -mm. this is why independent investigations exist. I saw Vince Russo with some dumbass tweet yesterday about how, how can you have um, executives do this kind of thing and not immediately get fired? And I said, well, uh, he used Hewlett Packard of all companies. Like, okay. Um, But he was like, if this happened at Hewlett Packard, uh, you know, people would have been immediately fired. And I thought, no, what would happen in the corporate environment? Because um, I will tell you that what would happen in this case is that you would immediately hand out suspensions to everyone involved, especially when the stories don't add up. Mm-hmm. Then what you would do is conduct an independent investigation to determine and talk to all witnesses involved to determine what happened. And then you hand out the actual consequences for everything. It's a shame that no company did that. No, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, this carny ass company didn't do that. Of course not. No, Couldn't they figure it out. No. What did they do? <laughs> oh, that's right. They suspended everybody involved yep. and then uh, are hired or hired third party investigators to mm-hmm. look into the situation. That's kind of what's going on go. right now. Yeah. So like, cause I saw people saying, well, why wasn't this addressed on TV? Because you don't really fully know. Because you can't. Mm-hmm. Not right can't. now. Not uh, from a legal standpoint. What are you addressing? You don't actually know what you're addressing yet. Right. So, uh, in legal terms, like let the investigation cook. Let it do its thing. And there's and- only two days between what happened and dynamite. Like no amount of time at all. You like it, you can't immediately get everything to be happening right now because this just happened and we have a show. Like doesn't work yeah this is a legal issue just because people are like we want more drama or we want proof that it's a work uh that's not gonna happen for you that that, no they they cannot legally do that uh i i saw the immediate go-to because um look if he's gonna rag on me i'm gonna rag on him so i saw disco tweet that uh he wanted to see this uh he's like why didn't you turn this into an angle like one, these guys only operate in one fucking mode, right? That mm-hmm. was the first thing. It, it was the thing that he said when Moxley came back from rehab. He was like, "Why did you turn it into an angle? Like mm-hmm. you guys have one mode of operation, right? It, mm-hmm. And that's the way you go. Is you, you believe in the work shoot? Um, but the fact is, they're not in a position to do that right now. Not yet. Maybe you can eventually make some money off of this. All things in wrestling can you can make money off of eventually. This isn't one of those things yet." Because there's a lot of moving pieces, and uh, that now we know that you know the observer reported on witnesses this week, um, that MJF is uh considered to be a, an eyewitness to it all. What a way to come back, huh? I know, right? <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, what's going on here? <laughs> and so, yeah, there's 
there's a lot of moving pieces. And so, like, as far as they're concerned on TV, none of this gets addressed because they're it's actively being investigated. And, yeah, there could be charges. Like, there's a lot of stuff here. The thing that I have heard from a couple of people, uh, and I think this is really interesting. They said that really since they both came back from their injuries, something has seemed like there's just been a little bit of anger or like something brewing in both Punk and Omega. And that we almost like they were kind of stewing while they've been gone. Um, and you can definitely see that in Punk. He came back and like jumped on that promo and was immediately like, hey, fuck Hangman. Like that was mm-hmm. what he did immediately. And by the way, I will say that while things were contentious and uh, there was a lot of anger over what was happening at uh, in that media scrum, as soon as Phil and I got in the car, we listened to Hit Him Up because that was exactly, <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what that felt like. It felt yeah, like Punk sat down and just went, first off. Mm-hmm. Fuck your bitch in the click you claim. Straight up. Mm-hmm. He did that. He did that. That yeah. was that was what Punk did as soon as he got. Uh, I felt like Denise was like, why are y'all listening to all of these? <laughs> why, why are y'all so aggressive right now? Uh, but it. as soon as we all got in the car. Um, but yeah, it just feels like they were both like Punk. Omega was kind of operating with a chip on his shoulder a little bit. Omega did um, that promo too. He wasn't like "fuck you," but remember he did that promo after the match when he came yeah. back, and he was like, "Now you look back at it and you're like, okay, there was some uh, yeah." When he hit that extra uh, heat yeah, in top, there, top top dead guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, and yeah. You know, yeah, and you know, people were talking about how aggressive he came off in the the talent meeting two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, they say he came back with kind of a chip on his shoulder, and mm-hmm. Punk kind of always operates with a chip on his shoulder but like this time he has especially had a chip on his shoulder since he's been back and so um and in this particular case it feels like that chip has kind of been pointing maybe not directly at each other but at each other's sides right Mm -hmm. because like you know some have speculated that the stuff omega's had to say is really directed at, at at ftr and those guys and punk was very direct in that he's talking about the young bucks. He's talking about hangman and in talking about that clique of people that would include Kenny. So yeah, their Mm -hmm. animosity has been very pointed at each other and we ended up here. Um, who knows? Like I said, the two sides are so different that, uh, it is really hard to just look at both sides and go, okay, well, (laughs) one of these is right mm-hmm. if one's right one is really wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah. i don't know which it's like one story gotta... says that there was a there was like super aggression and then the other story is like everyone was trying to calm things down 
There's like so many different accounts Ken, of Kenny was trying to save a dog. And yeah, people, like the doors were kicked down, up. all kind of yeah, like Yeah, one crazy is like not kicking the door, in. waving the full phone. Mm-hmm. Right, that's one side of it. Young Buck super is... kicked the door open, and CM Punk was just having a pot of tea and just calm and the most calming thing. Didn't know what the hell was going on. What the hell's going on here? What are you guys doing in here? So yeah, yeah like, the other side and it's like, pro well, wrestling, so you open. really never know. I might never get the true story because it's pro wrestling and like it's gonna be changed to to hell by the time we really understand what happened here. that's what eyewitnesses are for and then eventually like i said investigators will kind of come down to all right this is what we think happened based on Mm -hmm. everyone we've talked to Mm -hmm. this is the deal so let it play out as far as that part is concerned uh i wanted to talk about swerving our glory Taking on, what a, um, whoa, whoa, we're done talking about wait, punk already. No, 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 no. We're not done. We're not done. You're right. Because I know you had other pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I, just that was the next topic on the list. But go ahead. So, I think this is interesting for a number of reasons. Um, the thing this made me think about right away. I just said in my Mount Rushmore, my favorite player, probably my second play, favorite player of all time, is Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a kid. I don't know if you were an Iverson fan, I'm sure you guys know this, that you had to listen to adults all the time tell you this guy's terrible. He's uh he's just a little punk. He's a thug. Uh, you know. He has corn why rolls. Do you, why do you why do you like this guy? Like he's he's like he's not a good role model. And I had to listen to that constantly, even though, like I said, he's my favorite player. Um mm-hmm. and so I had a friend that was a big Kobe fan, huge Kobe fan. And his dad used to trash Iverson all the time. Um, my mom was dating a guy at the time that also Kobe fan trashed Iverson constantly. I had to listen to this all the time. And so every time he messed up, I feel like I had to hear it first because people knew I was an Iverson fan. And so uh, this very much reminds me of Iverson going back to Philly for the last time. Because for me, I felt like this is it. This is his time to go out on a good note for him to correct his legacy, direct the ship in the right direction. And he's going to shut up all of these people that are constantly trashing him. He's going to make this right in his hometown. And man, at first it looked that way. He came back. He got the warm welcome in Philadelphia. People loved him. People loved that he was coming back. And then it slowly started happening again. He started no showing things. Uh, His daughter had the health issues and people started to do it. It was like, this is the same old Iverson. This is the guy we all knew. And of course, I had to hear all of that. And so it was like, man, I just want to be happy for this guy. I want him to win. I want him to have his second chance. And I was just so disappointed in him at the time. I was like, just do this right. Just fix your career and just go out on the right way. And this very much feels like the same way for me. I I want this man to win. The guy was going away from wrestling for seven years. And to have the comeback that he's been having, I just want the guy to win. And so I've been listening to people go, no, no, he's a jerk. He's this, this. And I keep going, oh, don't be this guy, punk, please. And so I was sitting in the presser listening to him, and I was like, he's doing it. He's doing that thing that <laughs> he's being this guy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's being punk. And I was mm-hmm. just like, ah. And it's annoying because, you know, I think people – Probably thought I was going to come on here and defend him. But the thing is, I can't defend him. Like, I have no excuse for He has no excuse for a lot of stuff here. While I, while I feel like some of his reasons for being upset are understandable, um, I don't think it was the right place or time to do any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is fair for him to be upset about the cult stuff because 
the way I put it that night is uh, imagine going out of your way um, to not talk about something for a year. You keep going, nah, I don't, I don't want to address that. And you're being very cognizant of the fact that it's a touchy situation. And people keep asking about it. Keep, people keep bringing it up. And then people accuse you of something you didn't do in relation to the guy. Yeah, I'm mad too. Stop bringing this guy up. And to, to go with my Iverson analogy, this was him having his practice interview. This is mm-hmm. him going, look, I just won a championship for a second time, and we're still talking about Colt fucking Cabana. I don't want to talk about Colt Cabana. He's not my friend. I'm a grown man. I don't have a reason to tell you why he's not my friend. I'm tired of it. So I got it. I got that part. If he just stayed there, it would have been fine. You don't need to go and bury your your, your coworkers. You yeah. don't need to go and do all of this other stuff like bringing up the bucks. I don't understand why... He felt that this was all the Bucks' fault because it felt like that's where this started mm-hmm. going. Because he right. he well, started getting mad. And uh, here, here's here's what I will say about wrestling in general. I've heard this from more than one person, and it lends itself to what we keep hearing about AEW's backstage is that it's very clicky, and it very much feels like there's no structure. So when things happen, it's just like, well, fend for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's hard to be on the outs with a click. And if somebody in that clique says something about you, you just think it's all of them. Right. And so I think he felt like, oh, well, Hangman went into a business for himself. So all of those guys probably don't like me. All of those guys are trying to sabotage me. I'm shooting at all of them. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if that's he did. And I ah, shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it at a press interview. Shouldn't have done it sitting next to your boss. Everything about it is bad. Um, Everything. And, 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 you know, the, the hard thing, too, was um, – you know, I, I I get where Punk came to the conclusion he came to, but like he, he's not correct in that. Right. In that, um, you know, the idea that uh, his assumption is the assumption a lot of guys make, which is Dave Meltzer rates Bucks matches highly, therefore he must be friends with the Bucks because the Bucks have a finisher named the Meltzer Driver, mm-hmm. therefore. If they are friends, that means that the Bucks are his source. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if something gets out that is favorable to somebody close to the Bucks and is unfavorable to somebody who opposes this person, the Bucks must be the source of it. Mm-hmm. And so that you can see that's how Punk's wheels turn and that's how he got there. And so, um, you know, Dave straight out said, that's not true. The Bucks mm-hmm. is not a source. Hangman's not a source. Right. Um, Sean has said the same thing. Buck's not a source. Hangman's not a source. I can tell you that right. with absolute certainty uh, that that's the case, right? Um, but if you're backstage and these things come out, that's the the immediate guess. That's the immediate go to. Right. It, it's got. If be my part guess. of the observer is being buried and their part is getting five stars, I'm gonna think that they have something to do with this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just and- like. And, human nature and so that's that's where it became like a you know that's what he's talking about disclose who your friends are right because mm-hmm. that's um that's what he's trying to get at is uh you know if you're friends with these guys then you need to start uh disclosing that kind of stuff and i get that look the match we're about to talk about i'm going to be very favorable to mm-hmm. because <laughs> disclose Facts. who you're friends with disclose who you're related to Go yeah, ahead. Who I was, how I just <laughs> talked about Hobbs. Like, I've been t- talking crazy about Hobbs because that's my yeah. guy. I don't care if that's my right. guy. I'm going to talk and, nice about him. Man, and, and the thing that uh, 
I hate to say it bothers me because I, I, it's going to look like I'm defending him. The thing that bothers me about people throwing so much hate at him afterwards and going, oh, well, he just went in there and just started flipping out. I don't think that's what's happening. Um, and anybody that knows anything about anger management or anything like that knows that nobody just gets mad for no reason and nobody just blows up about all this stuff. No, he's been sitting on this stuff for a minute. Um, I don't think he just walked in and saw Nick and was like, I'm about to jump on Nick. I'm about to jump on Colt. No, I feel like he came in ready to address all of this stuff because he's been oh, mad no, he at was his... hoping nick Housman was there absolutely yeah he he, saw... he's been yeah. he's been mad at it for weeks so mm -hmm. that's why yeah. and, and and so people that are like oh well he was waiting for somebody to ask about coach no he's been tired of asking about coach for months mm -hmm. um yeah. and so that's just an assumption for me i don't think i'm off in that because just of the way he reacted uh i don't think that some of the stuff he was saying about um for instance, uh, people not take want to take advice or whatever in a hangman stuff. I think some of the hangman stuff blew up because it was never addressed while he was away. Mm -hmm. And uh, I could be reading too much into this. Uh, but when Dave asked him about the injury, and I, I very much wonder if he knew he was hurt coming into the into the press conference, by the way. Uh, but when when Dave asked him about the injury, uh, he got pretty dark. He was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my wife. Um, and he pretty much alluded to the fact that, uh, he was seemingly depressed while he was away. Mm -hmm. And that would lend itself to him coming back and acting very weird, being mm -hmm. paranoid and frustrated. And again, I don't want to say all of this to go, Hey guys, he's having a hard time. And that's why he came back and blew up on all of his friends and stuff. Just give him some space. I'm not saying all that. I'm saying that I feel like he had a hard time with this injury and I feel like other things happened when he was away and he's been sitting and getting madder and madder about people accusing him of things that he felt wasn't true. And you know the, he just handled it wrong. You know what the wildest thing about all of this is? Everybody involved in this fight is straight edge. So you yeah. don't even have none yeah. of that to fall right. on. No, <laughs> no alcohol, no weed, yeah. nothing. None of these people are taking none of that. They're all drinking coffees and sodas trying to deal with this shit. <laughs> Man, it, yeah, so it, everybody, I, I, right? The bugs <laughs> and bug. Like, what, what? yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, so. I just don't think anybody comes out of this looking good. I don't think there's any winner here. I think yeah, Punk, of course, looks the worst because it looks yeah. like Punk started it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think the way it was handled was the way to handle it all. I don't mm -hmm. think that Tony handled it well. I think Tony's sitting there and letting him shoot off all of this stuff was bad. I Wild. think it looked bad that he was just sitting there looking. It's his company, man. That's crazy. Just, yeah. just looking like, mm -hmm. all right. He, I feel like he should have cut him off at several points, and he mm -hmm. didn't. Mm -hmm. Um but that goes to, I feel like I think, he's let the... I, well, so, like, one of the things that Tony said just a couple weeks ago, I think it was in the DS interview, right? Um, I think initially, because you could see the, the look in Tony's face of, like, what the fuck? Like, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he had said that, you know, there's, no animosity in pro wrestling that I don't think can be solved in a ring. And I mm -hmm. think that for at least a minute, he was seeing at least something of like, for a minute, he was a know. wrestling promoter. He was like, yeah. okay, like it's, he's going in like, but and also like, wait, he's going in. So it's like, the line is just so fine and it's happening in real time. Like what 
he's there's so many outcomes Tony Khan could have done in that moment, and he chose to not do anything. Yeah, but like in his brain, there was a whole bunch of things he could have did. Be like, I don't, you know, I don't. Right, uh, Matt. But that's why I'm like, if you're going let's solve in a ring, that goes back to I feel like the the hangman stuff was never addressed. It was allowed to linger, Mm -hmm. and it went on for too long. And I think that that was a mistake on Tony's part. I also mm-hmm. think that it was a mistake on Tony's part to not address the cult stuff right away. Mm-hmm. I think he let that that cult rumor linger for way too long. You let it you let it seep into your locker room and and you had people in your locker room believing that. And then it got all the way on the television and you and still he said didn't that. address he said it. That in, he said that in the the scrum, right? He talked about how he did. He thought the worst thing he did with the cult stuff was no comment because mm-hmm. he should have addressed it from the beginning. He sh- he um, should have addressed it a long time ago because it, um, it got bigger, and, like, bigger I, and bigger and it, bigger. It it's and it's a, a complete shame that it it all got here because um yeah. I, I kind of have a question on like, do you guys think things would have changed if the elite had waited for Tony? Like, say they had waited to run up on Punk to the end of the scrum and Tony came. They didn't, obviously. They didn't wait for him. Do you think things might have changed if they would have just been, like, went in there with Tony? Well, this is where it sounds bad for Punk because uh, it sounds like they went and got the closest thing. They got somebody, right. Yeah, it seems like they got the closest Mm -hmm. thing they could to get to Tony was they Mm -hmm. got Mega and then they went and got Daniels. So they got mediators. They got somebody. um, But it still blew up. Um, I... Again, I I don't want to I don't want to take the onus off of Punk here, but I I feel a lot of people fell asleep at the wheel here, and it showed. And I mean, this goes all the way back to the beginning of the year when Swole was saying that that locker room is unorganized and that there is an issue with communication in that. And we've seen that play out several times this year. We've seen it play out with the Rosa stuff. We've seen it play out with the Gresham stuff. we kind of seen it played out with the Eddie and Sammy stuff. And so I feel like this is a bigger issue than just Punk, but I feel like he's going to become the face of all of the issues in the locker room now because this is the loudest and biggest uh, controversy right now. But I feel like, Tony has to get a hold of what's going on over there, and that's the big takeaway from this weekend. He's gotta, he's gotta get his together and figure out a better way to deal with issues in that locker room. Because right now it's a disaster. Well, um, you know, one of the things that we did get in the latest Fightful Select report was that there was a another talent meeting this past week. Except mm. this one was led by. John Moxley, Chris Jericho, and Brian Danielson. Led by the who, talent. The who seems, well, more so that talent that people are a lot less divided on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of division on Moxley. There doesn't seem to be really any division on Brian. Everybody wants to work with Brian. Right. And uh, Chris Jericho's got his detractors, but for the most part, people do see him as a locker room leader. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, the fact that they're not as clicky as it seems, um, that people feel like they were the right people to have led this locker room meeting, and honestly, probably Jericho m- more than anybody because he's been in all like he's been in every locker room to see all the crazy shit go down. So you definitely want to hear what he has to say on matters pertaining to camaraderie and fights and all the things because he's been, he's been in the fights himself. So yeah. I mean, if anybody knows. He knows. But because uh, I'll say this about Wednesday's Dynamite, um, and I said this on Day After Dynamite, but I felt like uh, one of the things that I was sensing just reading things AEW fans have been saying 
is there's been a lot of worry, right? Of like, mm -hmm. is this it? Is this the end of the road? Yep. Um, is our is our happy time over? You know, I've talked to people that uh, say constantly that like AEW is the reason I got back into wrestling or like it's the only wrestling company I, I follow. You know, talking with Caden this weekend um, and realizing how young Caden is because mm -hmm. uh, he's only, Caden, um, aren't you only 19? Uh, mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, I really started watching wrestling with and like really got into it around like the first double or nothing. And I thought, mm. really? Yeah, that's okay. Crazy. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear stuff like that, and I think about the fact that they do have like this loyal fan base that was suddenly like, uh, what's going on here? Like, are we about to, to lose all of this? I definitely have friends who didn't watch wrestling for a while and AEW brought them back. Like that's a common interest. Yeah, I, I hear that I'm thread around here. And so I, I have gathered that there's been a lot of worry amongst fans. Um, and I thought that, uh, I don't think they could have felt any more reassured than John Moxley's promo mm -hmm. that I thought that that kind of, ended up being the kind of rallying cry they almost all needed. And, uh, you know, the way that, like, Moxley started that promo almost kind of getting booed because they wanted to cheer MJF, but by the end, they were like, nah, he's the guy. He's the leader. Mm -hmm. He is the... He is... And I'm sure somebody will use this incorrectly when I say it, but he is the rock in this moment. And what I mean by that is how in 2002, when Austin walked out, you needed somebody to kind of remind you that, hey, yes, Austin's gone, but things are going to be okay. And Rock ended up being that guy, right? We still have the Rock, you guys. It's gonna everything's gonna be fine. That's <laughs> that's pretty much how it happened. It was like we still have John Moxley, you guys. And I think Brian Danielson did his part too because he came out and had that match. And it's still like, oh well, we still have Brian Danielson. Don't forget that this yeah. wrestler exists here in this space. So it's not so bad. I think a lot of Dynamite showed that, like, okay, guys, I know things are rough, but we still got top class talent that are going to be here every week after week to, you know, keep the ship moving. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 oh, go ahead. I was about to say, I, I, I'm not predicting gloom and doom. I do mm -hmm. think it, I do think on the surface, it looks bad because you just brought this guy in and he's only been there for a year and he's mm. been your biggest draw for a year and it already is kind of belly up. Yeah. Uh, uh, that part of it looks crazy, but I don't. I don't think that that means that this is the demise of the company. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, like I said, the thing that gives me worry is that this seems to be an, an ongoing trend with the company, not just right. with Punk. That there are a lot of things going on in that locker room that are, you know, blowing up, and it shouldn't get this far. Mm -hmm. It seems like they tried to address it a few weeks ago. Remember, they announced like Madison Rain was coming in, Tony Schiavone was taking this position, all the coaches were in different spots. But it, I mean, if it's the top guys, it's a lot harder to, <laughs> hey, go and deal with Kenny Omega and CM Punk fighting over just like go and tell this talent they're losing today. So, I mean, it's yeah. going to take some time to get to really get the, a tight ship going. I, I didn't say the AEW was belly up, true. Relax. Yeah, no, I'm saying that either. I'm saying that it looks I, I'm saying that the punk experience looks belly up because if 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 they have to fire him, then yeah, then you got a year of this guy and then it was already put. That's what I mean. You know what, I, yeah. I, I think that um, I imagine. Uh, and this is just my speculation, conjecture, whatever you want to call this here. Mm -hmm. uh, I imagine because it really sucks that it happened but that 
they might see the injury as a bit of a blessing, right? Of like, you know, it had Punk been healthy, this is one of those things where you got to act on it immediately because he's going to be back in the locker room soon um, if you're not. But if he's going to be out eight months. Mm-hmm. Kick the got can some down the time road on to that, really right? like, like uh, analyze yeah. everything to make sure everything is right in these eight months until he gets back instead yeah. of kind of rushing to some whatever, you know? Yeah, that makes it weird too because, uh, of course, there was that thing that they were trying to decide if they're suspending him or firing him. And to my understanding, I don't think they can fire him while he's injured. I put that, of course, depends on what we get out of this investigation. You just never know. Um, yeah. So I don't like a, 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 I feel like that is crazy, man. Yeah, we're in a crazy time. But AEW did act in the sense that, look, Punk is off everything. They removed yeah. him from the intros, but they removed the elite, too. Uh, so yeah. as far as they're concerned right now, they're not we're not talking yeah. about them. We're not. I was just laughing at all the new flyers coming out because Max is like in all the punk spots pretty much like every, every time you see max you're like that's probably where punk would have been and they're like we yeah. got him back bro yeah. run him through it so i i, I did well, think it was so, funny that that was gonna go say ahead. i did think it was this funny is, that, this is the last time on the the punk stuff yeah well no i was gonna i was gonna say on the max stuff i did think it was funny that max uh essentially was kind of an avatar for punk in two situations on mm-hmm. at the end of the pay-per-view he was and during the show when he essentially did a very punk-like promo, and then Mox slapped the mic out of his hand and said, this isn't a time or place, which was ex- extremely intentional. Um, that was dumb. I like that a lot. Because <laughs> Max, Max, right out of it, he was like, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but Max I, I, is I did really think... on all the flyers, too. I'm looking at every single one he of them. He is. Every time and it comes out, like, Max, there he is, there he is, there he is. They put Max, like, up front, too, like, in in all the spots. He's, the He's in the middle on the – he is the centerpiece on all of – it's the same picture, too. It ain't even like uh, they mixed it up. There's one where they just mirrored it on one where he's like facing the other direction, but it's the same picture. Mm. <laughs> but they put him on everything. He's front and center now on the Washington, D.C. shows. I'm pretty sure those did have punk front and center. They're like, yo, um, he's back, bro. You are on the road. Get out there. Yeah. By, by the but, way, any anybody that thought that I didn't understand that that devil quote is not just a punk line, please oh, shut yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But it's very I, obvious that that's mm-hmm. that's a line used in Puck's promo that mm-hmm. MJF referenced twice. That's why it's on the front of the shirt. Come on, mm-hmm. I don't they know did a, a, a promo video about it. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. move on. Let's move on to. Right. Uh... I don't see a Puck because the the other thing I want to talk about real quick was because look, man, Grapsity at the end of the day was here to celebrate Black Excellence. So let you me tell you, is. you know what time it is. How happy I was that. The most celebrated match at All Out. The loudest the fans got was a match that featured not one, not two, not three, not even four because Stephon Smith was the referee. There were five black men in that ring. What's that great uh, cage match stat, too, that this is the only top 10 match without a member of the elite ever in the history of AEW, ever. AEW. Yeah. Big news. I Big was deal. so I happy with how this went. Uh, so I know that going into it, they were very proud of the match they had put together beforehand. I knew that. But uh, I didn't know what the match was going to be. Um, only thing I knew about it going into it was that there was going to be Billy Gunn involvement, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they were really happy with how it's going to go. 
but you couldn't have asked for this to go any better. The Beautiful. they were they were smart in that you know I'm a traditionalist. I get annoyed by certain things. One of the things that annoys me in pro wrestling is when the champs don't come out second. But I'm like, you can't have uh, the acclaimed not rap at their opponents. Yeah, right? you have to have something to rap at. Mm-hmm. But in case you didn't gather what this was supposed to be, there are little things here where you should have, where this was designed to get you to dislike Swerve and Keith Lee, specifically Swerve in this case. The first thing was when the acclaimed did their rap and Swerve turned his back, wasn't mm-hmm. even looking at him, wasn't even paying any attention to it, didn't react. He turned his back to the acclaimed while Max Caster did his rap. Uh, and they get out there. The crowd is just, they are ready for the acclaimed. They are so loud. It felt like, I felt like I was in the main event here. I, mm-hmm. I, everybody is just screaming their heads off. I knew that they were expecting the acclaim to be cheered. I did not think anybody was expecting how loud it would be. Oh, scissor me daddy. Uh, in place of bask in his glory. Are you kidding nuts. me? Mm-hmm. That shit was great. That was nuts. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the acclaimed people wanted to see them win. Before Chen, let's go Caster and let's go Bowens. It was just such a loud atmosphere at every single turn that it felt like the acclaimed were going to win. The crowd went nuts. And sure enough, when they didn't in the end, they booed it to hell. Uh, after the match was over, the acclaimed... Um, they attempt to kind of give a bit of a show of respect. They tried to scissor with Keith Lee and Swerve. Keith takes it. Swerve does not. And then flips off the camera. There were plans here, guys. There were lots of plans here. <laughs> there were lots of CT. Well, mainly because, of course, we kept hearing about should they have called an audible? Should they have called an audible? I hear that a lot. But to me, I say calling it audible would have implied that things didn't go according to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only time uh, you call an I, and I feel like, look, we knew we're getting to Grand Slam. That ultimately, the biggest night anybody can have is in Arthur Ashe Stadium, especially for the acclaimed from New York. That's the biggest moment they can have. But in the meantime, to get the heat that you're trying to get now on on Swerve. Um, and that, look, I, I tweeted that. I want to see Swerve and Keith become, because it's clear they're going to keep Keith the babyface. Do you need to necessarily split them up yet? I don't know that. Uh, I wouldn't split them up immediately. I would go with the Sting Luger type thing, where you've got Sting, who was, suppose, I'm going to take you guys back about, 27 years was that uh yes so sting and luger uh for those who weren't watching 27 years ago were luger was one of the biggest heels in wcw at the time people hated him but he was also aligned with sting his longtime best friend sting knew not to trust or, no, Sting trusted Luger. He was like, he's my friend. I trust him. 
And I know that, and, and everybody's like, no, you, everybody's warning Sting about Luger. You cannot trust Luger. And like, they some of the best stuff they did, I was talking with uh, my friend Colin Harris about this, but um, some of the best stuff they did was uh, during their entrance, um, Sting would be high-fiving the fans and Luger would kind of be scoffing at the fans until Sting would turn his head. And then when Luger, <laughs> when Sting was watching, then Luger would be like, no, 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 I'm high-fiving the fans. No, we're good, we're good. And so you had this whole thing where like Luger was the heel and the slimy guy you're not supposed to trust, but he's also Sting's best friend and Sting is the ultimate babyface. It was a, a great story that ultimately never got resolved because the NWO came into play and so that ended up turning anybody not NWO fully babyface, including Luger. And it ended up just like scrapping that whole story. We never saw the end of that. I feel like you could run that with Swerve and Keith Lee. I feel like, you know, they have enough background if you go and maybe um, even get their like old AIW footage and like show the two mm -hmm. of them as like, look, these guys were, have been a team for a long time. They've been along for a long time. Yeah, Swerve is kind of slimy. Yeah, he'll stab you in the back. But Keith, for whatever reason, is like, no, that that that's my guy. I know, I know I'm not, like, I need to keep an eye on him, but he's my guy. And like, let the fans, like, I love what they did on Wednesday, where when Keith wasn't around, Swerve went all the way mm -hmm. with it, right? I'm like, nah, fuck these fans. Uh, fuck all of this. But then, like, when Keith's around, and it, I would love to see it go kind of in the other direction of, no, 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 you know, I love the fans. What are you talking mm -hmm. about? Like, it, we're good, we're good, we're good. And and really play up that Keith loves the fans. Keith is all about respect. Because they did that in the media scrum. Uh, at the end, when Tony makes the match for Grand Slam, and Keith is like, all right, we'll give him another shot. And Swerve's like, why are we giving these guys another shot? Fuck these guys. We already <laughs> gave him a shot. Back of the line. And Keith's like, no, 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 let's do it. Let's give it. You know, they earned their spot. They showed that they belong. And clearly these two don't see things eye to eye. One sees things like a baby face would. The other sees things like a heel would. This was all by design. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, man, it was good so that was so genius about Swerve coming out by himself on Wednesday mm -hmm. and stopping him from doing a rap, which is the he most heelish thing you could do right now because everybody was Brilliant. waiting for that rap. Mm -hmm. Brilliant build-up, by the way, because like the thinking about just the genius of, of everything that went down here, uh, like shout out to Caster and everybody who came up with how this worked, right? Uh, and I'm sure Tony probably greenlit everything here. But the fact that Max, knowing that everybody's talking right now and wanting and knowing that everybody's talking about what's going down with Moxley and, and not Moxley with uh, with Punk and with Kenny and with the Elite and all of that. And so Max tweets, all right, get my raps ready. And he tweeted everything. He tweeted a picture of the microphone. Hey, get ready. And to the point of where everybody's expecting it, everybody's excited. He comes out to the ring super hype. He comes out of the gate like, yo, like more hype mm -hmm. than he's ever been. And people are like, oh, my God, he is going to say something and it's going to be crazy. What could he possibly say? And right after he hit that second listen, whose house? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the booze rained all over him. Yeah, that was great. Beautiful. Um, perfect. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, very smart because, of course, Max cannot talk about it. That's yeah, exactly. Cut it off. Mm -hmm. yeah, so everything about that was brilliant. Um, man, the way that they that they put this match together is brilliant. I don't understand how people didn't understand the purpose of this match, by the way, because mm -hmm. it was the exact buildup for the private party match where 
the whole point of that match was to give them a chance and then they earned their respect by the end of the match. That was the mm-hmm. whole that was the same dynamic for this match. Um so I didn't understand why people didn't get it. The whole purpose was to show the acclaim in a great light here. And right. what I don't think people expected is that the acclaimed are a lot more over than people thought. Um when Super. when those when those chants started earlier, like the Oh, scissor me, daddy. And every time somebody would try and start a who's house chant, they would flip it into an acclaimed chant immediately. No, that mm-hmm. crowd wasn't having it at all. They weren't giving Swerve in Our Glory anything. And so mm-hmm. I got it right away. Um, but I was definitely sitting next to people. Funny enough, I was sitting next to one Nick Hausman. Nick Hausman's cool, by the way. I don't know why people are jumping all over the guy. Um, yeah, it's weird. But. Uh, no, I was telling Nick during the match, I was like, nah, this is, this is it. You, you parlay this and then you run it back in New York. And he was like, but why? And I was like, you'll see it'll work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when, when it, when, when the gears started turning in the, in the scrum and that's what Tony st- started showing that he was booking towards, I was like, I, I told you. Uh, so no, but I, I thought this was definitely one of the best matches of the weekend. Um, just that crowd and the energy for this match was just unlike anything this weekend. Definitely one of the coolest things to experience this weekend. Uh, and it was it was two black tag teams. Um, this flies in the face of people that are go, don't put two black opponents together. Why are you always putting black black people together? Because um, that that shows you that need you a white person in, the- in there to get. And it's yeah, you, and it's you, like well, you need a white person to get it yeah. over. No, you don't. You need a white person in there to get it over. No, that actually isn't true. As I pointed mm-hmm. out before on Twitter, um, when you feel like you have to put a white opponent in there for the black wrestler, that shows that you don't think that two black opponents can draw together. And this told you right away that those two teams can draw because now you're going into their second biggest show of the year in in New York, and that was the first match announced. That tells you everything. And so, yeah, no, you can book two black opponents. That is more progressive than people make it out to be. Because I, yes. I, I I tell you right now that there are a lot of wrestlers that do not feel that way. Right. A whole lot of them. 500 of them, maybe. Um, yeah, this match was amazing. I loved everything about it. I think uh, Keith and Swerve have had one of the best matches of almost every show since they've debuted here uh the tag team matches have been super fire uh the audible thing is ridiculous the most ridiculous thing ever that only happens that should only happen if there's an injury and even then we've seen that they don't they don't even do that when there's an injury they know a person is injured and they're still like well we have to tell this story calling an audible on a title stories man calling an audible on a title change is just such a difficult thing um because uh like one I mean, a title change is 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 something that you have to be prepared for. You know, mm-hmm. especially in AEW, you already have a tradition of doing a big confetti pyro display when somebody when a babyface wins exactly. a, a title, mm-hmm. you, and you're gonna get that in New York. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna get that in New York. And <laughs> in hindsight, I think that if the acclaim would have won, their victory would have been a little bit overshadowed, if you know what I mean. Since no one's talking about. The show that happened that night, we're all just talking about the fight that happened after the show. So, yeah, yeah. The, they're going to get a huge win at a great venue in New York. It's going to be amazing. Shout out to the Acclaim. They have gotten really over. They have improved 1 million percent since they started. Anthony Bowens is insane when it comes to the bell ringing. 
Max Caster's over like I haven't seen. When the first little fucking three seconds of their song plays and people go ape shit, man. <laughs> it's like these guys are it. So it's happening. And then most importantly, I think that with everything that's happened with the the top guys, what's going on up top, I think it's time for Swerve to be up there, man. Like I'm loving this tag team action thing, but like, yo, it's time for this guy to hit the main event. You're losing a couple people. Some shit's going on. Swerve is ready, man. He's so ready man. for I, this. I I definitely had a moment this weekend um, after watching our interview back and getting him saying again on record that, you know, the goal was to change the narrative for black wrestlers and mm-hmm. to do something to change the narrative about him. I've seen so many people that only knew him from NXT that are like, yep. no, this guy's so much better than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. And that's because he, I feel like he's being represented so much better there. I mean, watching him in that media scrum being complete in his element, that is one <laughs> of the things that I, I don't like about the punk thing because it overshadowed how good he was in that press press conference. Yeah, he was I was all smiles the whole time. Like Phil said right next to me, so and I'm fun. just like, I'm just grinning ear to ear, and I'm like, damn. Cooking, he's doing great. And... I, man, I had a question for him, by the way, but I was like, he's working. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to ask that question because he's gonna. He's, he's not gonna give me a real answer to it. No. But no, he he killed it this weekend. He's mm-hmm. really been killing it for months, man. And just seeing yes. him among among those top ten matches on Cage Match, I know it's just t- Cage Match, but it just goes to show that AEW fan base is I love Cage Match, by the way. I feel like Cage Match is. Um, because I know there there are people who say, well, that's just a select group of fans. And I'm like, well, so is Rotten Tomatoes. It's a select group of people. So is anything. Who, so is Twitter. So is anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that ultimately, I like it because it's a snapshot in time of what people who follow this stuff were thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a great thing, right? That um, there's rarely any other place you can get that of just a great little snapshot of... Because if people don't review things on Cage Match in the first, like, three days then likely you're not going to get many reviews after that. Right. So I like it as a snapshot in time of what the feeling was about that particular thing. And that doesn't really exist anywhere else in pro wrestling. Even Sure, it's like four or 500 people who ultimately voted in these things. doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. That's If you took any type of statistics class, that's still a pretty good sampling. That's a good sampling. <laughs> so, so, and also um, as a resource, someone who does you know, researches wrestlers and matches and titles, it's the best. Like everyone like at PWI, we all use cage match. Like it's like, yeah. that's the way to, to, to make things happen. So shout out to the people at cage match. They're working hard. There's so many wrestlers that they have to keep up when wrestlers like I'm not on cage match. What's going on? I'm like, it's probably because they have 2000 people in their inbox trying to get their little stats going off. It's nuts over there. So yeah. Now that said, I don't necessarily, because I said that I said, I like cage match as a snapshot in time for reviews on shows, on matches, things like that. I don't like cage match reviews on wrestlers because I feel like those should have an expiration. Because when I look at like uh, people's reviews of, um, you know, a debuting wrestler that may have had like a sloppy debut, a crummy debut, whatever, and those reviews are still there, Mm -hmm. you know, two years after that person has suddenly turned things around and turned around the perception. I'm like, okay, see, that's where cage match needs to be a snapshot in time and wrestlers aren't a snapshot in time. They exist. Mm-hmm. Their matches are piece are, are a part of history, are in the books. They themselves are not. So therefore, I think reviews on wrestlers should have expirations. I think those should disappear within like a year. 
Right. Um, because otherwise, I don't know. I feel like yeah, look at Pat it happens McAfee. a lot with women. Like, look at Pat McAfee, of... for example. Mm-hmm. Pat McAfee, uh, because he only had only had those two matches and they were considered great matches, his he was like at a nine, right? <laughs> but then like then he had that stinker at SummerSlam with Baron Corbin and all of a <laughs> really sudden didn't like that match. I didn't <laughs> like that match. <laughs> and all of a sudden it was like, Oh, wait a minute. It was a lot of Pat McAfee because he. It's not to say that he didn't do his part because it takes multiple people to put a match together. Uh, but did a lot of that have to do with the fact that he was in there with some pretty great talent? And uh, when you put him in there with a guy who's like okay at best, uh, all of a sudden that can kind of bring things down as far as he's concerned. I don't know. We're not going to see Pat McAfee till at least January because he. Um, he got a job college football job yeah mm-hmm. and so he will not be on smackdown ruining shinsuke nakamura's entrance and so that's cool um but <laughs> or so no, overdoing it with that with that drawing gimmick thing uh that, yeah. that got very corny oh, to me and i'm glad that that's gone to look i know people like pat so i i'm not gonna rag too much on pat just the things i don't like um so yeah, it's it's all right. Everybody which, somewhere doesn't like something you like. It's okay. Right. Facts. On the WWE side of things, uh, they had Clash of the Castle last week. Mm-hmm. Big uh, show. Which which was a fascinating thing to watch from Chicago because I didn't see it till Thursday. It was finally mm-hmm. the time I had a chance to watch it. Thursday mm-hmm. night. Uh, and the reason was because I was busy all day Saturday. I was literally at fan fest and there's people like watching it on their phones standing in line to talk to brian danielson <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- i will say like really quick on fan fest um and and shout out everybody i i got to see there and everybody who came and said hi and just all of that um the shout out to dude who's in front of us in line who uh got his apple signed by brian danielson his uh his tree semen you know that's gonna spoil right oh yeah Yeah, it was like a real apple it wasn't like a toy apple he said he he said he had the idea and was like uh i'm just he like went to like starbucks really quick and just got some fruit um and so yeah i thought it was like one of them give your teacher an apple like squishy dog toys or something like (laughs) what bro that you're that's just a okay but yeah, he uh, they, like I said, it was a good time. But people were standing in line watching, um, watching the show, uh, watching the show on mm-hmm. their phones. And uh, like I remember, somebody next to me was like, oh, "Drew McIntyre's got he 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 he's got uh, the song out of time." Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, "Oh wait, it's just uh, <laughs> it wasn't the full entrance." So anyway. I, I finally got around to watching it because I wanted to see what all the fuss was about around Seamus and Gunther. It lived up to the hype. I knew mm-hmm. exactly what I was getting into. And even still, I was very surprised by the end of just how good it was. Um, it is a shame that Seamus... It's a shame of being lost ahead. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, shameful thing, lobster head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Seamus, I love Seamus, right? I, I one of the things for those who didn't follow me on RBR, um, I've always thought that 
Sheamus is a guy who delivers in the ring and in the wrong hands can be ultra corny elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I once gave Sheamus wrestler best wrestler of the year and worst wrestler of the year simultaneously in the same year because wow. i enjoyed all of his stuff in the ring and then he was doing one 900 fella like outside of it and i'm like how is this guy like the best guy in the ring but it's so corny outside of it mm. um and i've liked probably the last three years of how they've kind of just like let him be yes and uh and like let's remove all the corny shit let's just let him be Seamus, let's let him be just a brawling brute. Yeah, and, there it is. <laughs> and he's fucking good at it. We know that Gunther, Walter, we know he's good. He's crazy. But, like, you put these two together, and they just fucking kicked ass. It was mm. so good. It was so great. Um, it was Honestly, Seamus has been cooking since the bar, really. I think that's what, like, yeah. for a while, I was kind of like, I'm not really the, the biggest Seamus fan. But then when he got with Cesaro... They started doing the bar. And yeah, just like you, like the last two to three years, like every big Sheamus match has been like one of the best parts of the show. Even when the shows were not that great, like Sheamus was still out there throwing yeah. them bows. But I've, I've always thought he's delivered it. in the ring. I feel mm -hmm. like at least since like maybe 2012, I feel like, and that's 10 years, mm -hmm. I don't feel like he's missed in the ring. He's always, mm -hmm. you know, as he likes to say, he puts on banger after banger <laughs> after mm -hmm. banger. Sheamus is that guy for that, and mm -hmm. I'm glad he is in a position to show it. I'm glad he is a hunter guy. Like people forget that at the end of the day, yeah. he he is a hunter guy. Hunter like handpicked him and was like, "I want to work with him." Mm -hmm. um, there's an infamous story in at the end of 2009 where all of the the vets were assigned um, an up and comer to work with, and they all kind of abandoned their up and comer except for Hunter, where Undertaker was assigned Drew McIntyre. HBK was assigned The Miz, and Hunter was assigned Sheamus, and they were all supposed to go into, like, that year's WrestleMania with each of their guys, and then Sean ended up being like, nah, I just want to work Taker, and Taker's like, yeah, I just want to work Sean, mm -hmm. and so they both ended up ditching Drew McIntyre and The Miz, um, which really set Drew back. Miz bounced back because he, he had other things going for him, such as he had the Danielson thing going on at the mm -hmm. time, so that ended up helping. But, like, Hunter's like, no, nah, I'm sticking with Sheamus. And worked with Sheamus at WrestleMania that year. And uh, ended up putting him over. And I always think that story is very funny. That Hunter stuck by Sheamus for mm -hmm. the longest time. That was his guy. And He's he been there for him. a long time now. Shout out to Sheamus having a long-ass career that seemingly is never going to end at this point now. I know. I mean, <laughs> He's forever. He's lifelong. Just on the main, on the <laughs> main <laughs> roster, 13 years. Right. Remember, just a few years ago, there was some worry that he was going to have to retire because he was having those back issues. Oh, yeah, right. Stenosis, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, man, it's crazy to think that we would have missed out on, like, the run he's been on for the last two years. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I definitely think that Seamus Gunther was match of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, dare I say, was this the first time in a while that WWE has had a better show than AEW? Um, I don't know if I believe that, but... It was a very good show from top to bottom, um, other than people getting mad at the finish, which I don't know why you guys thought that Drew was going to win. I never thought Drew was going to win that match. So you guys kind of set yourselves up for disappointment on that one. Uh, I think it was more that, of the shenanigans that had people pissed off that like, oh, my God, Tyson Fury. Um, I think that, that was well, where, yeah, yeah, yeah that, but I saw mm -hmm. a lot of people that really thought Drew was going to win because they were like, they built him up with they the, set him up. What, with the vignettes and everything. And I was like, but that was the point of the vignettes to make you think that he could win. But 
Yeah, no, you man. should walk into every match thinking that there's an opportunity for there to be a different result than I get. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, though, look, Roman's not going to lose. And no. I said he shouldn't lose to somebody he's already beaten. And he right. already beat Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Like, it should yeah. be somebody that catches Roman uh, by surprise. That somebody that is a nuisance. Because I've also seen people say, hey, what if they run back Jay Uso? Do not run back Jay Uso. I don't um, want it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't that's. Want it. That story is done. We it was a good story, but Eight Town Down, they're just gonna keep hoeing him like they did the other day. Is that what it is? I think he's gonna out. be the guy who I think this is gonna be his story. I think mm-hmm. by the end, he's gonna be the first guy who never cashes it in because something keeps costing him his cash in. And then by the end, he's the his story is that he's the first guy who never cashed in his money in the bank. Great and, story to tell. Yeah, keep telling the that's, story. That's, that's actually good. not a bad story because, like, mm-hmm. the way I would do it is at the next Money in the Bank event, mm-hmm. which is the final night he gets to cash it in. Uh, he goes to do so, and again, something stops him, and champion makes their way out, and he's like screaming, like, "No, no, 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 no!" And like, we fade off. Like, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they go off the air with him looking like, "No, I never got to cash it in. Mm-hmm. It's over." Yeah. Um, but no, this was great. This was a great show, mm-hmm. top to bottom. I thought the women did a great job. Uh, the the live Shayna match actually was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I still found it to be unbelievable at some points. Like some of the parts where she was getting Shayna on the mat, I was like, no, nah, I just don't believe that. I, I, Shana, <laughs> we've seen Shayna in MMA. I just right. I don't buy it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it ended up being a good title. Okay, Bobby for, Fish. For Nah, fish. <laughs> let me uh, let me. Let, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, man, cute. Liv Liv looked good in this. He, she needed a big win. Uh, the yeah, this was a good pay per view. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it was definitely probably WWE's better pay per view of the year, if not their best pay per view of the year. Uh, WrestleMania so, Night One is hard to top. It was wild. It it's is. wild. It was wild. I looked is, at but... uh, Meltzer's ratings and the way that he rate the the WWE show was highly rated. And just thinking about like six months ago, there was like ones and twos. Now there's like half. Like it's it's changed. Yeah. It's a big change. It's crazy. I... Like the transition they made from doing these awful shows that we don't want to see to producing a great pay per view that mm-hmm. fucking delivered. It's crazy. I mean, they yeah, had to man. deliver. Like it's one of those things where. Um, it's weird because if you look at the results on paper, like it, it's a house show, nothing really right. like yeah. um, you could remove this show from the history books and like, uh, like they've been running that main like event on house shows wise, for a while. Yeah. Story wise, nothing's really lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I guess you missed the Imperium. Um, you missed the Imperium really? stuff. You got, yeah. you got the six women match that kind of had the story for it that they mm-hmm. put prolonged. But, like like the there's Rollins no... and, and Riddle thing there. So yeah, there was no title changes. There was nothing along those lines. But at the end of the day, um, it's still in front of sixty thousand fans. They delivered yep. a great show. Oh yeah, and Don Turning, you got the story of that too. I forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I'm just looking at the results on paper, and I'm like, you know, all of this could have happened at any show that you saw mm-hmm. in the middle of Iowa, and it, it would have been fine. But right. Um, but at the end of the day, we still got a, a monumental show that mattered that felt good like the crowd was 
was just really great crowd. Super loud. Yeah, Hot. really great crowd. So, they sang so. Edge's theme. I love crowds that sing theme songs. I'm glad that's become a thing in the last couple of years uh, to the point of where it honestly feels weird when mm-hmm. I hear songs like not sang. Like mm-hmm. uh, even Vince, when the crowd started singing No Chance in Hell like five years ago. Now when I watch stuff from 20 years ago and the crowds aren't singing No Chance in Hell, I'm like, why? Yeah, well, singing songs sing wasn't really a thing back in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, it really wasn't. Uh, like, wasn't really now, the vibe. You know, you know the next time Sean makes an appearance, you can just let the crowd sing Sexy Boy. Mm-hmm. You know that's how it's going to go because that's what crowds do now. Mm-hmm. I wonder why we went so long without crowds doing that. Though. That is that interesting was... <laughs> to think about. Mm. Yeah, like It's not um... like singing is a new concept. Right. It's not. Yeah, I mean, but man, the the crowd getting over the the Bailey chant again and Bailey trying to no sell it, and it's like, no, Bailey, it's not gonna happen. I know you keep trying to heal it up to get them to stop. It's not gonna stop. Um, yeah, the the UK crowd. I like was great. her tweet about it though, about like, what is this, twenty fifteen? Like, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, man, great, great crowd, um, mm-hmm. great energy for the show, um, some great matches. Uh, I if, if anything, I'll say again, this proves my point that I've been saying for over a year. Rollins coming out there and being over, like I keep telling people. I'm just glad that, like, all <laughs> across the board, by the way. I don't know, man. Names are fucking back, goddammit. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Don't do the names are back. Don't don't, don't back away from what I just said. Don't no, no, just no, no, act no. like well, I didn't well, just, I'm, I'm I didn't just this, say something. You I'm going, saying oh, well, this. Well, you know, no, names I, are back. I'm no, I was right. This, Let's get into it. I was I'm right. I'm saying this because <laughs> oh I am using this God. to talk about the match because mm-hmm. Matt Riddle is out there mm-hmm. and his name is fucking Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. His name's not an improper noun. His name Riddle. Is Matt. His you name see, is... I'm looking at you, right? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Look, Matt Riddle being back is cool, but listen, man. At some point, we've got to acknowledge that Riddle, that Rollins' character is working and it has been working for a while. And I've been saying on this podcast for the longest, and nobody on this podcast will agree with me, but the, the proof is right there at the shows. I'm not going to agree with you. Yeah, it's all right. It's cool. Well, we'll just keep, we'll just like, keep doing this dance where you guys don't agree with me, but people keep tweeting me every week to say I was right. But, uh, that's fine. Look, Seth Rollins, I think, is an incredible performer. I said going into this weekend, when people asked, what do you think is going to be match of the weekend? I thought it was going to be really, uh, Riddle and Rollins. I was wrong, by the way, because it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good, but it wasn't the match of the weekend. Um, I am just still kind of over stupid-looking wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And uh, like everybody's like, look at Seth Rollins' entrance. I'm like, yeah, he looks stupid. And um, and people posting the pictures of the Edge. Yeah, he looks fucking stupid. Awful. And, <laughs> um, oh, man. I, I just... That, that isn't what I looked at from this weekend. It wasn't it wasn't the entrance. It was him doing this and, and the crowd singing his theme because it's working. The dude is over, man. I keep saying that, but you know. I'm glad Becky, by keep, the way, has back. Keep away no selling from, it though. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, keep, I'm gonna continue to it's only till he beats Roman. I'm only gonna put him over when he beats Roman. If he's just gonna play Roman's little second hand, I can't give it. Look, I I'll, I'll say this. Like I said, it's really just to look because I think that Rollins as a no um, Rollins is an incredible performer. Yeah, he's, he's not better than Will Ospreay. I'm gonna say it all no, every single time. He's not better no, than and, Will Ospreay. And I'll say this even when the as fucking a, bell rings. Even as a character, I think that starting with the Cody feud, I feel like that's where he began cooking as a character, and mm-hmm. that 
Um, he has kind of stopped relying so much on the cackle. Um, I feel like that might have been like a Vince thing of just go out there and just fucking cackle as much as you can because it became like really overbearing and not in a, um, hey, you're a good heel kind of way, but in a, is there anything more to this kind of way? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he especially, once he started cooking Riddle on the mic, has really shown that there's more to this character than just kind of being a, a very two-dimensional goof. And I but have... that's been the case for about a year. I didn't think so with the Ro- uh, with the Roman stuff. I was not with you on when he was feuding with he Roman at all. He trolled him the entire match. He... He ended up being right by the end of the match because he tricked him into into cheating again, to win. He proved talking, his point. Again, we're talking about the wrestling. The wrestling has been great. But that's what I'm saying. The character would the, the whole point of him him coming out and trolling with the shield stuff was to get him bothered. The whole thing was him trying to act like he was unbothered by all the self stuff going into the match, and he lost control and he hit him with the chair, and he basically won that match. He won the match with Mind Games. He won the match this week, that last weekend with Mind Games. The character has always been to get other people's skin. Well, he I know you guys are going to keep so. no selling it. But it's all right. <laughs> I know that I'm right, and I, 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 it's all right. Don't, don't worry about it. Uh, I see it. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> by the way, by the way, I'm going to point out again: Rollins Roman was the best match at Royal Rumble, and it got the best reaction out of everything. But. Yeah. yeah. Royal Rumble is also like doo doo. So, yeah, but it was a it. great match. Yeah. Man, boy. <laughs> but boy, Royal Rumble was like. Back in that goalpost up, boy. Back yeah, in that goalpost so, up. I buddy. Mean, look, what do you mean in, <laughs> what do you mean in you January? Like, that was like. No, no, you can't ago. tell me that it was the best match at like one of the worst shows this year. Like, we're talking. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Like, we walked out of that show. I Come sat next on. to you at that show and we walked out of it like. Was this worth the flight we like <laughs> took to get here? No, I, I, I look. I was into that match. If if he would have won the match and they just put the title on him, which they should have, it would have been even better. But now let's be serious about this. Where is this Roman thing going? I'm, I'm tired of joking about this. He's gonna hold hold the belt forever. That's what's going on here. Hey man, I no, said I what think I he's gonna I, lose I, the Cody. I, I said what I thought about Mania? it earlier this year. This year, uh-huh. and people mm. got mad. So. I, I think it's I think it's Cody at and I Royal. think that yeah I think to Phil's point they have to split these titles up I think there needs yeah. to be titles on both brands especially with like you got Braun Strowman over there like there's a lot going on they, they on the other show up. for there not to be a main world champion and they're not they're not putting like why wasn't Lashley on the show they're not putting enough emphasis on Lashley if they're going to try to make him be the guy you know the main guy over there with the US US title so I'm laughing at. I had to look because remember we were just talking about cage match and the snapshot in time of what people thought at the time, and I pulled up Royal Rumble because I'm like, what did people think at the time? Trash it's got a two. It's got a two. Trash pay per view. No, so the uh, I'm still because another thing we might disagree on, uh, and we'll continue to disagree on, is um, I don't think they need two titles. Uh, I no. think that I don't think any company needs two titles. Um, and I think the WWE has shown that they don't know how to handle a brand split. Raw and SmackDown aren't different enough to need uh, more than one championship um, on any brand. Uh, because they pretty much, since, I, I think it's been since about 04 
that was the last time I really felt like the brands had any individual identity. And then since then, it's basically just like, here's WWE blue, here's WWE red. And so to me, I don't, I don't think splitting or putting the titles together was the problem. I think Roman not being full-time is the problem. Yes. I think that if you had a full-time champ who worked both brands, we wouldn't be having this It'd complaint be a different conversation. It would be right. a different conversation. It's the fact mm -hmm. that you have a champion who isn't full-time and therefore it, neither brand has a champ most of the time. Right. And when he does, when he is there, it's just on SmackDown. That's the problem to me. I think mm -hmm. that if you were to, um, I think WWE has never been willing to try just having a champ who works both. And I thought that's what we were going with Roman. I thought, because Roman was full-time up until WrestleMania. Not. I thought, <laughs> well, he was full-time up till WrestleMania. And then all of a sudden, right, that's but... when he started to disappear. So my thought at the time was, if uh, Roman is going to start working both Raw and SmackDown, then uh, we have a better... You have a better case of saying who's the champion because the mm -hmm. thing I hate, if WWE knew how to present both champions equally, it'd be one thing, but they haven't. They've never presented both they champions don't. equally. Not You're since right. like, again, like 2004. It's mm -hmm. always been a, here's the champion and here's a champion. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and that's how it was. Pretty much Roman won the championship two years ago and it was the universal championship is the championship. And then we've got the other one. And I don't like that because that tells me that the other champion please, always felt like they'll never be the top guy. Belts. Please don't. Uh, that's that's a mistake. Yeah. Um, See, I, I, I think I say unify them. I, I disagree. I, I think here, here, unify everything. Well, here's here's where I disagree with you. Um, I do think that it would have worked better if he was on both shows. But I I think that the mistake came when they showed right away that they prior, prioritized Roman over everyone else, and it made everybody else that could be a main eventer look like they did not matter. And I feel like that's the problem with not having two belts. It feels like nobody in the Raws main event scene feels like they really matter because at the end of the day everything has to go through roman mm -hmm. and putting both titles making it a visual confirmation of that is a problem i mean but that's the way it's supposed to work in pro wrestling you're supposed to have uh, a yes champion. and no though yes and no like though, I, I feel like i feel like all you're saying in the other case of having two championships is here's the champion and here's a consolation prize because at the end of the day uh, roman uh, is still the guy like, that's how I, it felt the whole time. Bobby was champ. It was like, yeah, Bobby's champion, but who's the champ? It's Biggie. Roman. Yeah, that, you know, when Big E was champ, it was Big E's champ, but who's the champ? And they yeah. made sure to prove that to us. When Drew was champ, it was, yeah, yeah. Drew's champ, but the champ is Roman. Mm -hmm. And so, like, to me, I think it diminishes the second championship, having the second championship, because it's never going to be as good as the one you're pushing is the. That's how it was with... Uh, uh, and they did that with Brock in 2017, where it was like, yeah, we've got AJ Styles as a champion, but the champion is Brock Lesnar. And no matter what, no matter what you say, you could say AJ Styles is a champ, but he ain't going on after Brock. We're not putting anything else after Roman. That's how this continues to feel. I think I would like to see WWE try one champion who is there full time, full time. and represents the company. I would, they haven't tried it because Roman's not there to do it. Well, 
the problem with that the problem with that is because you're not right wrong about all of that but the problem is that the networks want two brands and they want somebody as the main guy on that brand and so to decide that we're just going to not have a main guy on that brand and we're just going to only focus on roman again i feel like that's a problem because you make everybody else in that other main event scene seem like they don't matter and that has been the problem for months and I feel like they've got to split up those titles, man. I know that you don't agree, but I feel like it has become a problem on Raw because now you're trying to add set set dressing every time you have to do a main event for Raw because you have nothing else to book there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my wife just texted me. She's got to leave, and I have the the, the car key right here. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to, like... Uh... <laughs> 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 I'm trying to figure out how to like get it to her. Um, here, I will throw it at the yep. bottom of the stair. And of course, it bounced. Perfect. Um, yeah, and, and also, it doesn't have to be a consolation prize. I don't. I don't have a problem with one of the titles being seen as less than. But I. But do then, just feel get like, an intercontinental championship. Like, what's, but but I'm. It, but if it's not the championship, then what is it? Well, if I, I just I feel like consolation prize is a bit harsh because I don't think that it has to be deemed just that. It could be deemed as a secondary title for that brand. Um and that's I feel like that's what it's always meant. But I feel like it's it's gotten worse lately because during the Rock Brock reign, everything was focused on Brock. Um mm-hmm. right now, everything is focused on Roman. And so I don't know. I just feel like there is a happy medium here. I don't think it is all or all or nothing on either side of this argument. Yes, uh, agreed. Um, and uh, welcome my my daughter walking into the shot to mm. go get that key. Uh, so let's read some super chats. We we haven't read super chats in a while. Uh, so we've got long time no chat. Who comes out uh, at Grand Slam rapping for a title match entrance? Well, you know, if it looks like it's going to be Brian versus uh, um, versus Moxley, you could have Fetty Wap rapping from jail. I don't know. Um, you yes. can no probably, probably Bronson because Bronson just teased that he's going to be at the Queen's show too. Right, he's ra- he's wrestling at the uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So probably probably action Bronson. But yeah, as far as uh, in a world title match, um, I mean I don't know. I I do think Brian is walking out with the title. I think yeah. that uh, yeah. I agree with Phil Lindsay's article. If you haven't checked it out, BleachReport.com. Um, I agree that it is time for Brian and. I like that. I don't know if this was incidental or purposeful, but that Brian's path to the championship goes through redemption. One, it's mm-hmm. a path of redemption mm-hmm. that uh, if he then beats, he just beat Hangman, the guy who beat him earlier this year. He's going to beat Chris Jericho, the guy who he lost to it all out. And then he'll beat Moxley, the guy who he lost to at Revolution. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's redeeming all of his losses. And in the process, he's beating all of the former world champions yep. uh, to do it. And I think that's mm, actually, I love it. That's actually yeah. really cool. I... Because that would make Brian the most deserved guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like Moxley just beats Sammy Guevara and, um, and Brian. That doesn't seem like as good of a, as worked of a path as Brian working his way through the former champions to become champion, because then that says that he belongs here, that he deserved to win it. I think that's going to be great. I, uh, I also like, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it feels like it's the right time for Brian Danielson. And honestly, if he can stay healthy, this could be Knock on the, wood. 
the title reign for Brian Danielson. Like when I think about his title win, the quintessential Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan title win is of course WrestleMania 30. There's not going to be any topping that. Yes. But the rain fell apart very quickly, right? Because so fast. For one, for whatever reason, WWE had this obsession with you're going to face Kane, and it's not like yeah. Prime Kane. It's like <sighs> Kane that everybody was already sick of at that point. So like in his first feud out, they were like, okay, we got Kane. Fucking uh, Glenn Coco. Awful. So he defended the title against Kane, and then got hurt, and so that was it for that rain. We it was like immediately. Uh, we didn't really get the true rain. His best rain, I, I know people are going to say that, uh, you know, the planet's champion and the ending was great, but the Ring of Honor world champion reign was, like, mm-hmm. insane. Like, 16 yeah, months or something yeah, of, and, like, all the different opponents you could ever want to see. Russell yeah, Kamala, I mean, like, come on, this I, is the guy. I, I still want to, to see, like, the reign I want to see from Brian Danielson that I still haven't quite gotten is just valiant, kick-ass babyface who fends off challengers. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, think this is going to be that though. You think this, I mean, this it depends. Is it, be it depends on how quick it depends on how quickly they go with MJF because if they, you know, MJF had said in his promo this week that he gets the shot whenever he wants. So if they decide, okay, full gear to go there, then yeah, it's going to be a short reign. If what if he, what if he cashes it in at grand slam? I mean, they've never established that it's a money in the bank type thing. They haven't. But pretty he much, did say I could do pretty it much anytime I want. But everybody who's had it so far has gotten it anytime they want. But it's always been like a, de- uh, yeah, it's always been like a, a declarative statement where it is mm. okay. I set the tune for the, or I set the terms for this match to happen on this date. Um, and because what the previous two winners were Brian Cage and uh, Hangman Adam Page. When's the Revolution show? November. I mean, uh, Full Gear. I mean, yeah, Full November. Gear. Full Gear November. is November, so okay. he'd still get a couple of of months with it. Um, but I hope just like if he gets it, Fighting Champion, defend yeah. that shit every fucking week, mm-hmm. and just give even if it's even if it ends in November, you know who Brian is. You yes. know, because yeah, no, uh, Full Gear is November nineteenth. I know that because mm-hmm. that's my mama's birthday. Shout out to my mama. Um, Shout out to your mama. Which is probably why I'm not going. I was originally thinking of going, and then when they said November nineteenth, I went, Nah, mm-hmm. don't. Do you you got to spend your mom's birthday with your mom? Mm-hmm. Or do you think she'd want to go to Full Gear? Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like my mom sitting with me in the scrum. Um, which hey Jay Shell did. <laughs> she her that mom was with it. That did uh, happen this year. Yeah, so uh Man, the the Brian stuff is so smart, by the way. It uh, is. I know people were upset that he lost at the pay per view, but the way that they set up all the Garcia stuff with that match and the way they've been uh weaving the Garcia stuff in between the matchup between Jericho and Brian has been brilliant. Um the I, the the small details that I noticed because I've seen people in our chat asking who was the guy that sang that's Elliot Taylor by the way that does Brian's theme song. Um, the small detail I noticed is that uh, Jericho came out and did a very straightforward entrance, unlike everything he's been doing for over a year, coming out and doing Judas and having people sing along. It was a very Brian move, wasn't it? It was a very mm-hmm. Blackpool Combat Club to come straight out and wrestle basically a straightforward match until he cheated. Uh, yeah. But Brian, on the other hand, he came out with spectacle. He did the mm-hmm. sports entertainment thing of having somebody sing him down to the ring. Um, and so I think that's an interesting story of saying that Brian tried to outdo Jericho in this match, and he's going to come into the next match. 
and he's gonna beat him. I, I mean, I really... like the circumstances. The weird thing is, though, the way the circumstances set themselves up for, like, I didn't like Jericho winning either. But now that the tournament is happening and Brian now it's good Brian, that he beat him. <laughs> yeah, because now it's Brian avenging all of his losses, and uh, actually, that's a great story mm, for the well, tournament. Yeah, the only reason I I was put off at first because we didn't get the the Garcia segment backstage if if you were sitting there watching it live mm. um and i feel like that was important to why he lost because this is exactly what garcia told him not to do he's like do not cheat you don't have to cheat to beat him i know you're good enough to beat him and he cheated so that mm -hmm. that is the thing that's going to make him waver and eventually probably leave jas um even the stuff going into the match on wednesday and having jericho go hey why didn't you come celebrate with me and you know why he didn't come celebrate with you because he told you not to cheat you did exactly what he told you not to do um mm -hmm. but even the small details this week of uh brian having two matches with hangman and uh regal telling us the entire match that we figured we we studied those matches and he came into this match with a plan to take out the arm for the lariat all of this stuff was great mm -hmm. yeah no i think brian winning and Arthur Ashe is going to be a great shot. Yes. Uh, and I'm like, I've been picturing it for weeks. <laughs> uh, not for days now, For days of just seeing Brian holding the belt. He needs to be the champ. Let's just do it. He's the GOAT. Finally. Uh, let's see. I I'm ready for it. Maj Hates All says, the bro Phil got $5 hop-off paywall. <laughs> uh, fire, shut up and take my money, JPEG. Um, and let's see. We got RH says, I am here for paywall. <laughs> Phil, uncorking on folks. Telling you, stop. Go get somebody. Go get somebody fired up. Fert Housen says, 30, somebody fired up. Fired 30 up. plus years since WWE did a house show in my town. Bought tickets in June with Drew versus Sheamus. No DQ made event, but changed. Now Nakamura versus Walter Gunther for the IC title. And Gunther. Drew New Day versus Sammy and Usos. Although I appreciated um, Kofi's joke about uh, when Sammy oh, and, yeah. uh, and Kevin Owens re-team up, they can be Sam Owen. Sam Owens. <laughs> yeah. Sam Owens. Sam Owens. So stupid. <laughs> Man, by the way, um, the one good thing to come out of that that number one contender match is Woods and Kofi getting in the ring at the same time and then going, oh, well, just pin me. Uh, that, was, yeah. that was a great spot. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, I'm not fighting my friend. Those guys are the best. They are. Nobody makes me happier than the New Day. Um, let's see. Evangelina Gray says, Phil, Matt, and Nick can do whatever. I just want Kenny back. That uh, is very disappointing that we just got Kenny back and now he's already gone again because of some it. stupid yeah. stuff backstage. I know. Unfortunate. Um, Shy Town Spurs says the only Chicago Phil I recognize is on this pod. Lockport <laughs> Phil needs to get his head right. He what does, does that I, mean? Lockport is a is a Illinois. I it's figured. like it's basically <laughs> like saying Berwin or like some small town in Illinois. Mm. Uh, I, get I, it together, Dale. I, I was guessing that was something that was. Uh, related to your state of Illinois. And also, damn, he's going to be out eight months. You know, that sucks. So, you know, speedy recovery. Shit. I, yeah, man, I know it's not a great time to say it, but boy, it looks it looks really bad for him, man. And I mm -hmm. just, I hope that uh, he handles this recovery period better. I hope that yes. uh, he learned from the mistakes from the last time and hopefully he has good people in his corner 
Um, I hope he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Devil uh, Kazuya27 says, who would win an AEW brawl for all? TK loves tourneys. Don't do it. Don't do it. As long as I, can I mean, let back. let Bobby Fish tell you he's da, 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 da. Yeah, right. Let's... I don't know. Yeah, let well, Bobby Fish tell he's the one coming out on top, huh? Grandpa Max says, uh, "Knicks fans and Bulls fans hating Reggie Miller." Handshake emoji. Yeah, yeah. Get get Reggie up out of here. Mm-hmm. Always, always, and forever. Huh, Mac? I'm curious because I know you're from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, but I'm guessing, but you grew up a Knicks fan, and therefore. The Nets, no matter where they are, are not your team. That would mm-hmm. that's what I'm guessing here. That's yeah. a shame. <laughs> <laughs> well not because I know. I know I, I know that um I was at so the only time I've been to the garden, I bought tickets to go see the Knicks versus the Nets. Uh and it I mean I get it. That was in Nick's home country, but it was just interesting that how like little buzz there was for the nets now of course now the last like two years should have helped change that uh but then last year was also not great you weren't at you were at g1 supercar weren't you were you there Uh, i didn't get to go i was outside oh shit Uh, oh shit nah we we ended up doing a meetup um and we met with uh we we had the bar kind of locked down and gotcha. just did like a fan meetup. It was great. Uh, and yeah, no, the, being in the garden was amazing, nights. man. That was super cool. That's one of my favorite memories going to New York for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And then this arena that I've seen wrestling and basketball and all these yeah. concerts be housed. And I'm in here. It was lit. Yeah. Super hey, lit. I, I will be in New York in less than two weeks uh, mm. for a grand slam. Yeah. Shout out to that. My percentage on that has dropped to zero. I will not be there. Uh, and the reason I will not be there is because my daughter informed me she that um, she's got uh, a like her first real big. Uh, so she joined the, the dance and palms team at school and mm-hmm. uh, the homecoming game is that Thursday. And I was looking at flights. And I'm like, there's no way I would be back in time for that. Mm-hmm. not missing it sorry uh i will not be a grand slam this year i was last year it was a great memory and i'm hoping that everybody gets to have a good time and has fun i'll probably next two events i do are probably going to be full gear and survivor series so you just told us you were doing full gear you, 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 you yeah no you can't yeah, go yeah, to full right. gear that's yeah, my mom's right. birthday, sorry. <laughs> gear, mom's birthday. <laughs> sorry that was a a, le- a leftover thought from like uh a week ago but before mm-hmm. i knew what full gear was um mm-hmm. so Where's the this year you know? boston boston uh, yeah remember i sold out hella quick yeah td garden i so. ain't got shit lined up y'all come to california i ain't flying nowhere <laughs> god damn it so about we'll to go see. watch wwe house show next week and might uh, just be Oakland. might just I'm not be going to that. i'm kidding uh, let's see. Ferthausen says, was expecting a 50-50 chant for the titles, but they were red hot for acclaimed. So, success for Swerve to go heel and get the heat? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Pretty it. much. I, I feel like he's been waiting, too. Every time he gets mm-hmm. a chance to do heel stuff, you can tell he's enjoying it. <laughs> he's having so much fun. It's I, hilarious. So I, I feel like he's just waiting to turn heel. <laughs> when he came out to interrupt him, the smug look on his face, he was like, he's having so he much fun it. out there. <laughs> uh Roy says, no, Tim Duncan is an unforeseen heel turn. 
Um, well, I mean, is it though? Because I'm picking I mean, Shaq. You, you got two. You got two LA guys here, and LA people are notorious for not liking Spurs. Um, <laughs> I so. mean, look. I will say this. I hate it. You guys Spurs. remember that that Missy? Do you remember that Missy Elliott commercial, the Sprite one, uh, mm-hmm. where it started with the "I'm the Tim Duncan and he mm-hmm. ain't front end, drop Drive the rock and he'll, show, he'll you show you something." Kobe, Kobe Bryant, Bryant slam dunk, dunk giant. giant. I love that. Yeah, outplayed the Kobe son. Don't try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that commercial. They don't make them like they used to. You guys, <laughs> no, damn bro. it, bro. That uh. Telling you, man, that Iverson uh, Jada Kiss commercial, classic. Mm, I'm saying, yeah. man. Now, although I will say, we were just talking in Chicago about this, but like Sprite commercials always feature black people, right? Like mm-hmm. Sprite was like always advertised to black people, but like I don't know black people drinking Sprite like that. Like yeah. Sprite is always the the addition to something alcoholic, but otherwise, it is. It's, nobody is just mm. like. Yeah, there weren't a lot um, of sprites at the at the function, even though they were hardcore advertising to us so hard. Like absolutely. they just were like, "You guys drink sprite," and we're like, ah, "I don't know, man." They had they yeah. had Drake turning into a robot, I'm like But otherwise, you guys. but yeah, sprite. Well, until like dirty sprite came out. Now, well, again, like, like I said, <laughs> it's definitely people out there drinking sprite. Bro. Just, yeah, I'm they, just uh, saying, but it ain't mm-hmm. nobody's like go to drink. It is a mm-hmm. all right. You got any sprite? And it's usually the the base for something else. Mm-hmm. Let me get some sprite for this lane or this vodka. <laughs> yeah, definitely for sure. I just know, but sprite, sprite is a go to at McDonald's. I don't. A lot of times when I went to McDonald's, that's the go-to pop. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Fountain Sprite, Sprite is like a different Sprite. It is, <laughs> it is not the same drink at all. I don't know in what universe is that like Sprite. Like if they could sell Fountain Sprite. Right. I Bottle that up, dude. That. Why aren't you bottling it up? Yeah. <laughs> it is not the same. That again, that's a go to at, at most burger place. That five guys, you get the grape in there, get the grapes, grapes oh, right. Yeah, Come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a black ass drink. Yep. <laughs> that's <laughs> just a non alcoholic dirty sprite, pretty much grape sprite. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, Adam Russo says, I get the feeling Punk knew he was hurt again coming out of the match and facing more time out, and it turned what was probably meant as a clearing of the air on the Colt stuff into a full blown rant. Um, Possibly. I mean, you could tell, like. In the match, he was like, selling there were that part, arm there were part of, There were parts of me that got it, and then parts of me that were like, punk, stop. Um, I mean, most of me was like, punk, stop. But there was mm-hmm. like a 10% of me that was like, you ever just be mad about something? And then mm-hmm. you, like, you think you've said your piece, but then something else comes to your mind, and you're like, wait, wait, wait hold up, hold up. And hold another up. thing. Yeah, yeah and another exactly. Thing, right? <laughs> I'm like. There's a piece of me that knows that feeling of just being mad about some shit, and I just got to get more of this. I had to say it right now. I don't. I can't no, hold I it in anymore. I'm letting loose right Cause now. Because like where he's like, look, I'm done talking about Cole Cabana, and then like mm-hmm. ten minutes later is like, and another thing, this guy's mm-hmm. got a bank account with his money. Yeah. Like he just, <laughs> yo. Yeah, but see, that's why I'm like people that were like, this is to- this was all planned. He just can't went in there with this worked promo to go on. I don't think that's entirely true because he seemed really mad. Like, and I don't think, again, I don't know the guy personally, but he seemed really, really mad. He was mad. And so, (laughs) he was upset. I think this is stuff that's been building up for some time. Uh, Wrestle Boy says, I was pissed. That's hilarious. 
Shout out to you guys and your work. Quick question. Could the Punk situation become a positive because it seems as if the talent was wrestling with purpose on Dynamite and Rampage? I mean, yes. I've talked to people Mm -hmm. who have absolutely said that, like, you know, especially the guys you know that have a lot of pride in the company that are like, no, I work for this place. I signed with this place. Mm -hmm. I have to wave the flag. We're going to prove this motherfucker wrong. I'm going to go out there and show him that we're not what he thinks we are. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. So, Mm -hmm. yes, in that sense. I think that you are going to get um, just. But um, losing um, out on like a big name like CM Punk and even for this eight months for however many times is not a good thing. <laughs> not when you like not with plans not and stuff. That's not a you can't. It's it, hard it, to spend it's, that. It's not good. Not, but mm-hmm. man, you can come out of this and make this into a good thing. I do right. think uh, I do think that they've got to uh, they've got to fix some stuff with their backstage because. Again, I don't want this to look like it's just a punk issue because I think if you try and sign another big name star, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't look good. It, That's it what they're going to be like, looking at the punk situation of like. It, it looks like it. you come there and like, oh, man, I don't want to be introduced to that locker room. You got all this other stuff going on there. I don't want to be in the midst of that. Um, so yeah, I think that I think they've got some issues to fix there as a company. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Brian says uh asking the question says shout out to all the target managers out there <laughs> yeah punk was uh, tripping it's hard as hell being a target manager uh, man Come talk on. about a job that isn't easy and punk could never do <laughs> man found I'm out saying. how he feels about the working class along with everything else ah uh, but see i'll say this I don't think he was. I don't think he was trashing target managers because his, his 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 direct quote was they couldn't manage a target. Um, mm. But I think what he's essentially saying is that they don't have any order here. Like they're not running this place well. And judging by everything that's happened for the last week, uh, he not he not all that wrong. I mean, I don't want my I want people running a target that's going to come in and super kick me either. Like I agree. <laughs> 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 no, nah, so, look, man. I, I just, again, I don't want to, I don't want to get into whether I agree with stuff he says because I do think that he was out of line in a lot of stuff that he said about them. But I do think that there's fair criticism about the management there and what's going on there, especially when you look at, like I said, everything we've heard mm-hmm. about the company for the last three weeks. The Gresham thing, like, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Carlos says. Do you think there is a possibility we won't hear the outcome from the investigation due to Punk's injury? I'm sure it complicates the situation entirely. Also, I want to send love to everyone. Sending love from the Bay Area. Hey, Bay Area, yes, like that. Tell the people that 40 Water is back. Shout out to Carlos. Yo, I saw. We beat to uh, rap I... what key beat to like, I think about that track a lot, actually. <laughs> I would, uh, I, I have to because every time I go outside, it's playing. I like there's a, a drone, a flyby with the boombox on it playing. I'm like, why is it? What's going on there yet? Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a normal one. No, that was I, a great use of the uh, rebirth of slick sample. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's the homie, 40. my homies in the conglomerate. Shout out to D Rogue, Midas Creed, and Alpha Zoe. That's their entrance, too. So, that's probably why it's always in my head. Oh, West Coast Pro, baby. All right. Well, uh, do we have 500 more Sam Funk questions? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We do. Uh, so um, let's 
Let's go with the next question, which is from Raj. It says, hope the punk elite can reconcile slash work together. Punk was hurt, probably full of adrenaline and spiteful. Adrenaline in his soul. <laughs> and stewing he in it. He might go to WE. <laughs> I think the That's elite are more likely than he is. Yeah, but, uh, if anybody, I don't know. Like, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The, yeah. I don't uh, see the bus going there. Look, I am at a point of never say never in pro wrestling anymore um, because I have said never to a lot of shit, oh, and then it, shit happens. So I will not say. The Young Bucks cannot go to the WWE, you guys. No. They can't. I just don't Stop see it, it. happening. Um, I, yeah. to, to your point, I hope they reconcile this too because yeah. if, it, if anything, I mean, just look at the Sean tweet this week where he was saying, there's so much interest in this story that mm -hmm. tells you how much money there is to make if they actually turn this into a feud. Mm -hmm. um, and I agree with that. I think that it would be a shame if we never see Punk versus Kenny Omega in a singles right. match. I think yeah. it'd be a shame if we never got uh, Punk and FDR versus the three of them. Um, I feel like and it seemed like that's where things were headed. So, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, Raj says, Mox started the year in rehab and came back to be the heart and soul of AEW. That's following up on the, the last part. Um, like, you know, you can start one place, but end up in another. So who right. knows? P.S. Starks versus Swerve for the title win. Um, I could see that being a 2023 20, late program. Because, um, um, yeah. Uh, you know, what's interesting, though, to me is that with everything that happened and the fact that we'll probably in the next couple of months see a split between Keith and Swerve. I'm sure it's coming. I would love to see the program run back at least just one match with everything flipped, right? We're like, now it's Swerve has to team with Powerhouse Hobbs mm -hmm. and Keith has to now enlist mm -hmm. the help of Ricky Starks and we run the tag match back with both sets flipped. I think yes. that would be a dope way to do it. I'm liking this idea <laughs> a lot. Yes, book it, book it, Dano. Yeah, I don't know. That to me would just be kind of a cool thing. Because um, mm. uh, that was a fun program earlier this year. It was. And, to the, and it kind of led to everything that's happening right now with the feud between Starks and Hobbs and the feud, I mean, and then Keith Lee and Swerve being tag champs. It all led there. I would love to see that kind of flipped around. I think that'd be kind of a cool thing. Uh, and Eloquent asks the question and i'm pulling that up here right now give me just a second there it goes eloquent asks do you think they changed the cover of the fight forever game and remove punk and elite that's a good no, question i don't think yeah. they do mm. um i think that cm punk's a big part of the marketing for that game mm -hmm. um i think that like if they signed him to be on the dotted line for that game, he's about to be on that game. Is what you're saying? I think pretty that much, yeah. they there's a reason he's front and center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even like they were advertising the game on Dynamite, Punk right in the middle, still there. Uh, only thing yes. that he's still attached to, pretty much yeah, at this the, point. The, the only thing they, him, <laughs> they didn't show him on nothing else. Uh, I, I think it is a case where he probably will stay on the cover of the game. Um, Roy yeah. says, uh, if it is the end for punk, he would have spent a year winning all his feuds and putting exactly zero people over strong booking for a 44 year old. I don't um, think this was intended to be the end though. I think um, eventually it was going to lead to putting over MJF. 
Yes. I, but see, I don't even think that that's true. I, I think that I think that now everybody is looking back on the year uh, in a negative light because he did something really shitty, and that's fair. But no, the 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 year he had, he absolutely put people over. Ask Ask Hobbs what did he think so after, after my that big match. Homie, yeah, he liked ask, ask what did that do for MJF? That MJF feud was instrumental in 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 everything MJF has done this year. Him so why we back, all love uh, why we all love MJF is because of what happened, right? Him coming back and winning the chip wouldn't have been as big of a deal if we didn't think he was going to have the match with Punk. So right. no. Um, I mean, you could go all the way back to the Wardlow stuff. The Wardlow stuff, him coming back and helping um, Punk win at Revolution is a part of what got him over as a babyface. So, no, that he, it, it, he didn't just come back and beat everybody else and put nobody over. That's just not true. Uh, Daryl says, my biggest issue with WWE PLEs is all the dragging slash ads between matches. Um, hey, I didn't watch this one live, so I don't know. I was able to just keep hitting that uh, forward button. Uh, my ADHD gets distracted and I lose focus. Six matches in three hours. I need more. Um, yeah, time I mean, management look, is still look, not this the is, best over there. This is why I still, uh, you know, I've been to a million WWE events over the years. And I've been to now, I think that was the 15th AEW event I've been to was this past weekend. Um, I still feel like I still enjoy um, AEW's lack of time wasting between mm-hmm. matches. I love that it's just like, get me to the next thing. Get me, get, get me going. Um, I don't want to sit here and watch the Tron for more than a couple minutes. Yep. Uh, I don't, I, I, I like that there isn't a whole lot of time wasted, but it's, it's different strokes for different strokes. Like Hopefully Rampage starts with the fucking ding, 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 and they're already fighting. That's what I want to yeah. see. Like sometimes we don't need all the entrances and shit. So ring it Ram on. says, did, oh, go ahead. Did you guys watch the NXT Worlds Collide joint? Because I, I heard it was good, some but. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I watched <laughs> I've been so busy. Shout out to Mello and Ricochet. Yeah. I've been so busy this week that it was like uh, I finally found the time on Thursday to Mm -hmm. watch uh, Clash of the Castle. There was no way in hell I was ever going to find the time to watch Worlds Collide. (laughs) If I end up watching it, it'll probably be like end of this year. Like come December, I'm like, what did I miss? (laughs) And let me go back and watch some of that stuff. But I just did not have the time. Uh, Like on travel weekends. I'm going to watch the stuff I traveled for, and that's about it. Uh, I'm not going to find the time for nothing else. Rollins' theme is worse than the dancing <laughs> LOL trash emoji. Lying. Lying, lying, lying. Straight up lying. Uh, let's see. Ryan says Intercontinental slash US as main TV belt. World should feel bigger. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I, I do think that they've done a lot to. Uh, raise the significance of the u.s and ic tie i think that that uh feud with uh seamus and gunther is going to go a long way yeah i think so too uh and i think bobby looks like a million bucks bobby is yeah. over like fucking rover yeah so they just got to keep executing pretty much i will say <laughs> as much as i've liked the majority i've liked probably about 85 percent of hunter's wwe I don't know that the Dexter Loomis stuff is hitting for me. Yeah, I'm not really. But, he's attached but, to the Miz, too. Nothing ever really is going to hit for, the, like, for me with so the Miz. I wasn't the biggest Dexter Loomis fan in NXT. I wasn't the biggest Sam Shaw fan in Impact. So, like, I can't say that any of his stuff has really ever hit for me. Mm-hmm. So, when they did the zoom in on his face tonight or this week on Raw, 
I don't know. I was just like, why am I here? Uh, <laughs> I, I, this was the the least I've enjoyed Raw in a few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I did not like this week's Raw. There mm-hmm. were things that were good, but I, for the most part, I was oh, like, I yeah. turned it off. I forgot they showed Trump on there, and I was like, out. They showed like Trump. Trump was they were showing like some Medal of Honor oh, yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. and I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to watch this anymore. So I turned it off. I didn't even see the end. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched it all. I had gotten back Monday and I watched the whole show. But uh, I agree with the fact that that was probably my least favorite role of the Hunter era, and I've liked them all. Um. So. Yeah. And that's what it's sad because I don't know if "sad" is the word to use, but that's the this episode was the one I was looking most forward to because it's post their post the plans that they've had for Clash of the Castle. Kind of, so it kind of establishes where they're going to go. And if this is where they're going, I don't know if I want to come to. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'm, the Dexter Loomis stuff is just not hitting for me. But that uh, and Braun, like I'm not, but if it, I'm not interested in this shit, dude. If it is for you, good. Um, yeah. Like I said, it just something about it's not hitting for me. Right. Brent says Jericho teased going after the ROH title last night. That did feels that. like a monkey's paw moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. look, I'm not mad at I'm, I'm not mad at Jericho and Claudio having a match. Yeah. No, R- no, man. By the way, whew. Claudio versus Dax. Claudio Jesus and Dax, Christ. bro. Hey, yo, they went for it. Jeez Louise. I mean, yeah, I, I really like that they took the time after the pay-per-view to let the Ring of Honor titles main event both shows, and both main events were really good. Yep. Yeah. And they're establishing some more with Joe and uh, Josh Woods. Like, they're going to... I just hope they have a show planned. Like, yeah, soon. like, what's like, going on here? Yeah, I'm kind of... Yeah, I'm like, give me something, because otherwise, I don't know. Uh, yeah. let's see. Ryan says, uh, MJF shouldn't cash in till late 2023. The man said mm. he's working smart, not hard. Why would he defend it a full year before the great bidding war of 2024? Like that was the whole thing where he's like, I'm not going to wrestle in a tournament. What mm-hmm. do I look like? I have a chip. Uh, mm-hmm. I will wrestle one match for the title. <laughs> da, 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 big <laughs> chips. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to sing our <laughs> Kelly stuff. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> the line is fine. I mean, I don't know. I think Chicago. No, nope, keep going. Don't do on, it. <laughs> on R. Kelly for whatever reason. Uh, just keep moving. Devil forward. Kazuya said, uh, "What you guys thoughts on Carmelo and Trick as a duo?" I like it. Love Carmelo hope, and Trick as a duo. I yeah. hope when Melo gets called up, that Trick is right there alongside of him. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I I think it's time, and I think I think it's time to put the title on on Carmelo. I've been yeah. saying it for a minute, but. To me, Braun is not really hidden like he was. It's I, not. I, I think it's time. I think it's time to put. This I don't know on. what they could have. What they could have done different with Braun to kind of capitalize. Not put him in a feud with Gacy for yeah, for two months. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that was bad. He they kidnapped Rick Steiner. Yeah, it got it got pretty bad out there. You're right. Uh, Brent says uh, Motley Crew hate each other. They have to be in dressing rooms on opposite corners of the venue, but they still made so much coin in the meantime. So like. So be like crew elite in punk, silly otherwise. I mean, <laughs> look, man, this has been a comparison brought up a lot. And granted, and some of them did actually result in like fist fights and shit. But guys, Shawn Michaels and Brett, like now that did result in one of them going to the other company eventually. Uh, so maybe it escalated that the, the perfect <laughs> comparison well they had already been fighting for like three years though like it took some time it wasn't fresh man <laughs> i i said this to somebody during the week when um it, we first got the idea that they could possibly fire punk and i was like man can you imagine bret hart being in wwe 
and welcoming CM Punk back. What <laughs> world is that? <laughs> <laughs> what alternate universe does that exist in? I cannot. Yeah. I don't know. If, I guess Triple H. I was thinking like there's less chance for Punk to go back with Triple H there, but actually I think there's more chance of him to go back. I think he's the one that are, like he's are, like you've been talking a lot of shit, but like I like money, so I'll try that. Are are you kidding me, Mister Triple H that wants to be the baby face of of wrestling Twitter right now, yeah. being the guy that brought Punk back? Are you kidding yeah, me? He would yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he would never let us hear the end of that. You're right, big baby face pops for sure. You're right. Aaron uh, says, "What up, fellas?" Uh, low-key hungover but i'm glad i'm uh i got up seeing y'all doing your thing cm punk is the joe button of wrestling <laughs> Yo, i love this point being brought up yeah everybody keeps trying to get that get joe up. button analogy off for a lot man shout out to busby uh yeah but he again it's the same thing when the, when the podcast was jumping off i podcast was regular listening to me i did yeah. not miss an episode of joe button podcast but mm -hmm. once he started messing up i was like no i couldn't <coughs> don't do I, it joe don't do what you always do i know yeah i felt like oh he's doing it he's doing it yeah he did it yeah so. yeah mm. yep um so i am just trying to find one last was out in them streets uh <laughs> <coughs> oh we didn't we didn't get into the west side entrance at all yeah, no, this was the that was gonna be the last thing I was gonna let Reg cook on. Um, mm. But uh, I know that uh, Tony P in the chat. I hope you're still there, Tony. Uh, had sent in a Humper chat that has fallen off the radar at the moment, and uh, had asked me to read it. I've been on the hunt for it. I cannot find it. Tony P, if you are still there. Just send it in the, the regular chat, and I will make sure I read it. Yes. Um, because you did pay for a Humper chat, and I want to make sure that that gets read. So I'll get that up on the screen if you just send a regular chat in. Um, so the main event of Dynamite this week. Look, uh, West Side Gun. We knew he was going to have a presence in, uh, <clears throat> in Buffalo, and he had even tweeted that he bought them first – Two rows. <laughs> Big filled, filled it up with bloods. <laughs> Big flex, yo. Big filled flex. the first two rows up with yo, bloods. I don't I know it. who said this, by the way, but now I cannot see it. Uh, Finn wearing that purple purple rag in his back pocket, and people keep saying he's from Brave Street. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro. <laughs> crying, crying when I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> said, wait a minute. Fig grape tree cut. Oh my god, that is silly, bro. Yes, this was um this was a years in the making moment. A lot of years in the making moment. I've tried to been trying to think of like how to put into words how important this moment was as a as a hip hop and wrestling fan, as a West Side Gun fan, as a black wrestling fan. How important this moment was like there's been some moments before like people bring bringing up three six mafia this this week and i think that's probably the closest you could get to this like due to their background and where they rep what they represented they were on some their name is triple six mafia like three sixes they were on some devil worshiping shit and for them to go to that <laughs> to like winning they won an oscar and then you know they end up on wrestling TV. There's the Jagged Edge moment we all love. There's all these, there's been some black music moments in history that have hit super hard. But for me, this one far and away, there's nothing even close that has touched what happened on Wednesday night 
in Buffalo. Westside Gun has been the representing for hip hop and wrestling for so long. Like 10 years ago, I've been rapping for a long time. About 10 years ago, I used to try to do uh, wrestling bars. Like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. I'd have songs in there. But people thought I was corny. I stopped doing it because I was like, when I would do it at shows, people would be like, what the fuck? Why are you talking about Bruno San Martino or whatever? And so then this guy came out, a fucking drug dealer. He's been to jail. He's rich. He has all these all these great. He's a super cool guy. And he's talking about wrestling all the time. Every single one of his songs there's at least one bar about pro wrestling. There's samples about pro wrestling. He his whole every line with AO. It, AO. His whole aesthetic is some pro wrestling shit. And he's been representing for that culture for so long. If you've watched wrestling in the last five, six years, you've probably seen him front row in either WWE, AEW, sometimes at hog wrestling. He's everywhere that needs to be. And He's been in AEW shows multiple times, and they don't even acknowledge him. There's been times where he's been front row, and they don't even say anything about him. So it's been crazy, but he's been representing. His merch is wrestling, 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 wrestling. That's what led to this moment. And so for that to lead to Daniel Garcia's cooking. has been cooking for a long time. I saw him on West Coast Pro. He's on his way. He's just like, I talked to him when he's getting signed to AEW and about to go, and it's just like talking to him, getting to know him. He's from Buffalo. Um, eventually you're going to be on TV wrestling Brian Danielson in the two out of three falls match. That's going to lead to you getting here and your entrance is going to be in Buffalo West side gun. This person that has been supposed to get this kind of moment because he's been representing for the wrestling thing for so long him to come out. Dr. Birds, a song talking about cocaine, shooting people that like this song shouldn't be on national television with little kids watching. This is a drug dealer talking oh, about man. drug dealers he's made. <laughs> right brick on my brick. Right brick. Tell Virgil right brick on my brick is the last line. The brick he's talking about is drugs, cocaine. That's that's the brick he's talking about. And he got to shout out fucking Virgil. Also, another super huge moment. Rest in peace to Virgil. That Virgil is saying his name is said on wrestling channel. So all these things lead to this song being done. West Side Gun comes out and raps that. I just I I said I related it to Kofi and I, I I wholeheartedly agree. It felt like watching Kofi Mania. Like I was emotional watching it just because I know everything that's surrounded. And Westside Gun even said it himself. He's he's waited his whole life for this. He tweeted that he's like I've waited my whole life to do this. And so to see that happen, to see me, I've been watching wrestling for thirty years, and there's probably like three moments in my life where I felt 100% represented as a black man, as a wrestling fan, as a hip hop fan, as this. This was it. This was for me. Phil Lindsay said, "Like that, it's for me. This is for me. 100%. I don't care if people hated it. I don't give a fuck. This moment happened for Reginald Gaines, Righteous Reg. This was for me on TV, national TV. Here's a moment for you, dude. Here's rap. Here's a wrestler you like. Here's it all together. It was beautiful. I loved it. It's amazing. I've watched it 50 million times. I've never been so happy to see a fucking wrestling moment. That isn't about slams. It's about a dude just rapping, but it's just so much behind it. I just, it was was amazing. Thank you so much, fucking Tony Khan. Uh, Captain Sean Dean, all the people that had to do something with this fucking amazing. Holy shit. Lost in all of that. Was that the first time Reg's government name was dropped on this show? I think that's the first time anywhere on the on on the internet a long time. (laughs) I buried that thing, but yeah, that's where it brought me to, man. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Sorry, I heard that and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We just (laughs) Yeah, man, look. 
ah, just so many great things about it. Uh, just the fact that Westside finally got this moment because he's Why? been campaigning for this for a oh long time. Oh my God, so long. And so to get get give that moment to Garcia as well and have this be like Garcia's crowning moment with AEW, I thought that was also dope. I had to and go if, back and watch the match because I was so overwhelmed by the entrance. I was like, damn, yo, I have to watch the match again because there was so much going on just for the rap. Man, so great. Just <laughs> And then the match the, was fire. The way that they've built it up, uh, Garcia doing the Griselda shirts every week to let you know it was basically coming was also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, uh, and really... To, to get the, the promo afterwards and have you to be like, this was the worst night of my life. I mean, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways it was because it's like, yeah. this was Garcia's <laughs> moment. It felt like right. every, uh, like a few months ago, everybody was like, you the breakout star of the year. And now people mm-hmm. are just like, push you out of here. Get that cat out of here. Like the, the essentially dog they want uh, Garcia to take his spot in his group. So it's like, yeah, it's rough out here for, for yeah. old youths. Great shit. Okay, I loved it. Like man. overall, Amazing. thank you. It was so a much. very Fuck eventful shit. week. It had its ups, it had its downs, it had everything in between. Like I said, shout out to everybody who came and said hi um, in Chicago this week. Uh, I greatly appreciate it, and I hope that um, next time, like, d- don't hesitate. I saw somebody send a message that was like it, and we got the 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 super chat earlier that said didn't want to bother you guys. Hell no. Always bother. Always, no one's ever bothered. We were going to be mad. It, it, uh, whatever. Listen, if we're up eating two pancakes at two in the morning, too, we're in the same place. This is it's a comment. Yeah. You could have just been like, hey, fancy this. I, I, did have, I did have one person on my plane. I think it was the, coming back from Double or Nothing, and I, I don't remember the name, but um, he apologized. He was like, I didn't want to bother you while you were asleep, but. Um, because <laughs> I sleep on my flights. <laughs> yeah, don't don't wake my guy up. Man. Yeah, don't wake the <laughs> don't, boy up. He don't has do a, that. I suppose. Schedule. He's like, I didn't want to bother you while you were asleep, but I uh, just wanted to say what's up and that I love Grapsity. Yeah, no, the yeah. fan interactions that we had in Texas and Florida and Vegas this year, I think about those on the daily. Those are awesome. Please continue to tell it us. It was great. And, and shout out, great. shout out, shared Delaware for basically um, being my mental support through a lot of all of that. And uh, uh, she pretty much hung around me like the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just a great time. He, uh, he, I want to make sure. To- he hasn't oh, told ahead. you guys. He he completely no sold me on on an invite this weekend. By the way, wow! Completely no sold the guy. Just W just big, big time, your boy. Just w. like boy, you. What's up with that? <laughs> well, Washington, what you did? Why'd you do that? Big Wait, time, your guy, just like Punk did. Will so, Washington, what did you do? So, so, so Saturday, I did nothing wrestling related other than watch Clash that morning, and then I went to a barbecue uh, with my big bro that I shouted out earlier, and I was oh, talking yeah, to him, yeah. and he was like, he was like, "Yo, Will's in town." I was like, "Yeah, he's here," and he was like, uh, "He was like, yeah, he's welcome to come by." And so I, I put that group chat. I was like, "Hey, my big bro said if you want to stop by, you can stop by." Completely oh. no sold the kid, man. Mm-mm. Never saying it. He I'm didn't sorry. see that. I for, I for, yeah, I forgot all about that. I mean, you knew I was at GCW Shame. that night. Like, what no, Mixy Boys, boys is in the building. Mixy Boys is in the building. No soldier, no, gonna... It would have been completely in the other direction. I'm just, I'm, I'm of course making fun of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would have been way back south because they were out in Hoffman, which is north. Yeah, if, if I wasn't out in Hoffman, like, if this were like, you know, Forbidden Door, I probably would have been like, oh yeah, sure. It probably wouldn't have been nearly as far, but yeah, uh, 
yeah, yeah there were definitely out. people saturday night they were like all right are you coming out here to gcw and i was looking around and i was like i am in the suburbs way south <laughs> i ain't coming out there yo. i'm sorry i'm not gonna make it mm-hmm. i mean let me tell you the, the difference between uh i guess last thing because now the shows run really long um the i told you i had to drive around some wrestlers and uh it was a good time picked a few people up from the airport That's you know what happens when you let people know that you have a car and mm-hmm. uh so surprised they didn't try to put the ring in your damn car. As soon as they find out you have a <laughs> load up a couple of them turnbuckles, bro. <laughs> I mean, Phil, how many people did we drive from uh, our car had one, two, three, five. Four, what was it? five people in it coming out of uh, all out. Mm. So I was we were pulling up to hotels, letting people out. Um, <laughs> so that um, but shout out to Denise, though, because um Denise, so me and Denise stayed at the same hotel, but uh, she wanted to get out first. And the reason she wanted to get out first was because she's like, I have gold in my hands, the CM Punk interview, because I heard the CM Punk conference because I have it from, like the AEW one doesn't start immediately, right? But she's got it from the beginning. She has it from the moment. Like she's got the one everybody's referencing. Anytime you see anybody pulling footage from it or talking about it, they're always going to Denise's. It's almost at a million views, hers is, because... uh, (laughs) So she was just like, look, I don't care what the rest of y'all are doing. I need to get back to the hotel and get the shit uploaded like five minutes ago. And so uh, we were like, hey, Always we might working. go get some. We were like, might go get something to eat. She's like, nope. Back no time. To the hotel. <laughs> uh, we drove, she was That's the person. We drove her back and then dropped everybody else off in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that was. Got to get this footy uploaded. I ain't got time for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she did the right thing. That was exactly what needed to be done. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, uh, all I was saying was that, look, next time, guys, I will say absolutely to anybody who needs a ride around Hoffman, if your uh, flight is from O'Hare, but that 45-minute drive from Hoffman to Midway is one I will only make minimum one time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a rough one. So, uh, did did Tony P put his his chat back in there? Yeah, uh, let me read Tony, Tony P. Tony P says uh, the three men that led that meeting sent a message in promo slash actions during the show to fans and Punk that they can be the ace, Mox, lead the locker room, Chris, and can put over youngsters. Well, Brian. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I am looking forward to seeing how they salvage this. Uh, I know that this is a very serious moment in wrestling, but a part of me also thinks that some of this is very funny because I'm some of this is hilarious. Some of this is very funny oh, to me, uh, and I cannot lie. Some of the scrum was extremely funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it's not lost. The press said he got a a joint bank account with his mom. I'm sorry, you guys. He, like I, <laughs> that didn't. I was crying he, at that he, point. He, he, he thought he thought that was the burn of the century. Bro. He, thought he, <laughs> he, he thought he got him all the way up out of here. With that he part. did. Um, he did. Like I don't know if you know this, um, Mr. Brooks, but uh, a lot of people have their mother still. <laughs> yeah, on it's their, not that wild on their bank man. account. Like, that's, like I, a thing. that's the thing because a lot of people start their account with their mother and they just never take her off. Right. Um, it it mm-hmm. it's uh, it's very common. Um, Some people even live with their mom. Punk. I don't know. It's yeah. not. It's, that's not really that crazy. It, it, but it's this, common. Man. Come on. But, Ah, man, it's not lost on me, and that's why I said this was a very bizarre but but rewarding weekend in a lot of ways because 
what I really think about it, if you go back and say that if this is the definitive end to Punk at AEW, I've been there for everything. I've seen every <laughs> big moment for him. We, saw, to- shit. we saw history transpire in front of us. And Seriously. that's just wild shit. But we got to go. This yeah. has been a really long show. I want to shout out Aaron really quick, who says, just showing some love, Will. It was great to meet you at GCW. Thank you. Um, I agree. Great to meet you as well, Aaron. And uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who tuned in for this extended edition of Grapsity. Sorry, Sean, it was so long. Uh, but thank you for Philip Lindsay, for Righteous Reg. I'm Will Washington. Join us this week for some more because we'll do Ask Grapsity later on this week. Until then, we'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.